Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And yes, we are at the week after Thanksgiving, and we're so thankful we made it to December. And December is a wonderful month ahead of us to be able to either see great changes or none. What else is new? This is so exciting for us. And I have sent out an email this morning that was very interesting. Uh, Kurt Kallenbach is an old... uh, uh, data finder, and he, uh, Neva, our uh, gal from Pennsylvania, sent me his um, solutions of the um, solutions of the planet, or I might be mixing up a couple of videos, but I sent you three videos, and in them, they are really a review of what we've learned over these last six, seven, and eight years and the transition people are doing. And Kurt Kallenbach actually has a new one out on the birth certificate, which really clarifies a lot of information for people. And so uh, this will help. But we've got our, our, our sweet, kind, gentle, loving, caring Patty up in Washington who has been sick, and she, <laughs> she, has, she needs some... Um, some loving uh, TLC from all of us because she's got a chest cold and a cold. So, Patty, with the chest cold, this is where apple cider vinegar is a star. You put a tablespoon of vinegar of apple cider, Bragg's apple cider vinegar, not the store crap, but the health food, Bragg's. A tablespoon of Bragg's and a tablespoon of honey. Try to get real honey if you can, because I much know, of it I'm is fake. Yeah. 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 Okay. It. Cool. Right. And you keep sipping that. You fill it up. You first of all let it get to room temperature and, and stir all minute. the honey in there. A tablespoon of each, and then water in it too. You put it in water, an eight-ounce Oh, okay. I get the good thing you told me to add the water. I was trying to figure okay. out how I'd sip on this teaspoon of tablespoon of honey and and uh that'd be terrible (laughs) vinegar uh, with no water in it (laughs) yeah well you do an eight ounce glass of water put the tablespoon of honey in it tablespoon of vinegar in it and you let it get to room temperature so so the honey's all stirred in with it oh okay and you sip that and you finish that glass yeah and then you get another glass, and you keep that up through the day, and if you have to do it tomorrow. But what it does, it loosens up the stuff on your lungs ah, and okay. has you coughing it up. It's better than any cough medicine because the cough medicine stops it. You want the stuff out, and that's what will get it out. I think thank I'm you just for about me. through with it, but thank you for the advice. But, but do um, it now because that stuff comes back. So do it still. I got up at 12.30 last night, 
and no matter what I did, nothing worked. So finally, I took six grams of THC tincture, and I passed out until the alarm went out this morning. Well, that's good. So, I didn't realize that that tincture I made was that strong. I never take that much of it. I only take three milligrams at a time. But I took six, and I went, boink, I was out. And then the alarm went off this morning, and I thought, I don't want to talk to nobody. I'm just going to call on the I would go on the (laughs) computer. (laughs) And instead, the old... Wonder Ann drove you out. <laughs> I know, and here in Colin, you guys are my buddies. I can never yeah. keep my big mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was telling the professor last, uh, one of the teachers yesterday. I said, when I, I, I got invited to be in the Electrical Honor Society here at Spartanburg Community because I've been on the dean's list all these, year, these semesters. And so uh, he, um, I was telling him, I said, in my undergrad, honor was not, honor society was never brought to me because I was a C student. And I said, I had like a hundred half-hour classes with this one teacher. And I asked him, why do you only give me C's? He said, you talk too much. And I looked at the teacher and I said, I don't know why he says that. You know why I got a C average, but I had AIDS in all my academics. <laughs> well, I think way back then, kids were starting to realize they were smarter than the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we always were smarter than the teachers. Well, our snow's gone. Our power's the back snow? on. Oh, wow. We've been through hell up here. <laughs> and now I just looked in the paper and they said there's another storm coming. But that's okay. I'm nice. You're really getting a dose, huh? Yep. Yep. But it's winter time. We're supposed to. You know, I love it. Oh, that's what you're having. See, we've had spring, we've had summer, we had spring all last weekend and Are you underwater yet? We were underwater and then the sun came out and we froze. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. It's so cold at night with the sun out. Well, I think just about a lot of people have this cold. I think it's coming out of the chemical sprays. Oh, you know, I thought of a neat thing that would be nice that they could be doing with those chemical sprays. They could be be spraying gold in the atmosphere to keep Nibiru from hitting us. Oh, poor Nibiru. He's always... (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what the Anunnaki were doing? Weren't they yeah, spraying gold in the air so it wouldn't crash into the earth or something? Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. Should, we should copy them. I could, but we don't have the gold. All the rich people do. <laughs> oh, that was what it was. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a thing to do. So. No. What the heck? What the heck is they say? Yeah, it's it's an interesting foible, the whole thing is. Are you still in school? I had my last exam yesterday. 
Oh, good. And so I finished school for this semester. Are you and going next semester? Yeah, she's got graduating this semester. She's got forty yep. days off. Yep, that's what Colin counted. Forty oh, days. Oh, good. Maybe there won't be any snow then when you go back. It'll be. Well, that's what I'm hoping because that, will be good. Uh, and, and I checked with my um, sponsor as to what classes I could really take, and he uh, so that when I see, I can only register in the in January. So when January comes, I have to race over there and and register, so that because the uh, if the other kids have not paid their bill, then I can register. Right. So. If they if the classes are full, you can't get in because they'll right. take the paying people first. Right. And so right. what they what uh, my sponsor said, he said, if this is the only class you need, we'll make room for you. Oh, how sweet. That's how good they are. Yeah, I would come and be it. your dummy and, and register for the class and just not pay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, people no, do no. stuff like that. Oh, I know. I know. It's That's easier so to live crooked in the world than it is to live straight. <laughs> well, that is more truth than fiction. That's for sure. That yeah. is so true. So... With the wind blowing up here, I told Bruce yesterday, I said, I am going over to your mom's new house. He says, well, it's still an old house, but it's new to her. I said, I just want to see if the floors are flat. I want to know if I'm falling down all the time in our house because the floors are crooked. He goes, it's obvious the floors are crooked, Patty. Look what happens when you go into the kitchen. You go sliding across in front of the sink. (laughs) (laughs) I go, geez, it would be nice to have a woodworker in the family. That's what he went to college for. (laughs) But I said, you have a reprieve until spring. I'll play this slide across the floor until this spring. (laughs) Because it's too Uh, cold to tear up the floors now. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I did yesterday? Um, I I got my... uh, I'm going to say my welfare check. I've got my uh, social security check. And I, yeah, the same thing. It's a benefit, don't you know? And so um, I ordered some um, bubble wrap. And I'm going to put bubble wrap on the windows. And see if that, yeah, and see if that will cut down a lot of the draft. So that oh. I can um, actually have a, a warmer house by keeping the heat in instead of the heat out. But you want to so. be able to see outside, right? Well, I guess I just so put I just put that that board in my window, that styrofoam stuff, and it works really good. No but air yeah, comes in. But you can't see anything out of it except oh, snow. <laughs> it looks like snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's why I didn't do that because um, there's there's more to the world. Yeah, I need a little peeking. I was gonna build some little peeking spots in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can always go out on the front porch if I hear a noise and see what's going on. Yeah, I've gotten a lot better about that. I really don't give a crap what's going on in the neighborhood anymore. 
There you go. There's there just you. been too much crap. You know, uh, and all the new people. neighbors, huh? All the dead ones, and then new ones, and then more dead ones. And, oh my God! You got more dead ones? What happened to the live ones? Well, you know, my that lady Ruth died, and I'm half dead. So two and a half people really? died in the storm up here, and <laughs> I'm the half. <laughs> I felt wow. like I was half dead, but a, oh. a tree fell over on on two people, on two people. I think one lady was in a car and one guy wasn't, but we had 27 mm. trees come up just in Riverfront Park. Oh, my Lord. There, there were trees down everywhere. Mm, mm, mm. And now we don't have a copper, and the police chief is suing the county for $4 more million. And now they're saying that another guy at that party, while she was passed out, raped her too, so she got raped twice. (laughs) (laughs) And her name is Monique Cotton. Monique Cotton. Cotton (laughs) I always thought thought cop names were made up. Now that one, to me, is a little bit made up. I wouldn't want to use my real name if I was a cop, would you? No. Okay. The cotton, well, they don't in most of these places. Boy, but they've really made a smear of this. It is just nasty. And we reelected the damn mayor. <laughs> Get me out of this town. <laughs> are these people nuts or are they nuts, you know? <laughs> oh, in the whole town. It's a Republican town. It's a Republican town. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all the Republicans' fault. It is. It's always someone else's fault. (laughs) Never, never, never look at what we did. (laughs) Oh, this is too funny. Well, I've got $30 into my new cage now. My fish is in a big, huge cage, and he's mad at me. What fish... It, who's in cages and what, what are you talking about? I have a bed. I remember I got a bed about three months ago and fell in love with him. Well, now I got him in this gigantic cage. And now he's not happy. But I went to the website and it says I can put friends in there with him. But I have to be careful. So I can get a couple of different fish to put in there. And then I can talk to the kids across the street who never have asked me to buy them fish for their fish bowls yet. And I figure if my beta tries to eat one of the ones I get, I'll just give it to the kids. <laughs> but I think he's lonely. He's and it's, lonely. Got a, it's got a bubbler in it. So now he doesn't go to the top and take a breath of water all the time like he used to. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah the, the fish needs special water. They really do. Yeah, he gets uh, spring water. I heard you're supposed to put him in distilled water. No, spring water. Yeah, hi. Spring water. water. Distilled water doesn't have any minerals or anything at all in it. They need spring water. But it's better. That's what I heard was good. Yeah. Well, my the book I got said to get him spring water. So. Right, but see, the book you got is also uh, geared for you to be uh, using what they call spring water. There is no spring. Ah, uh, damn it, I'll just dump him down the toilet. 
Oh, never dump him down the toilet. He'll get asphyxiated, girlfriend. No. Oh, it's just been quite a project. I've got $50 into this stupid pit. <laughs> you do. Fish are very expensive to deal with. But it said the only good thing is it won't live as long as a cat or a dog. <laughs> yeah. That's so why I got it. I said, long. I don't think I'm going to live as long as a cat or a dog, so we'll just get a fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's a cool thing? It doesn't take very much thought to exist. So you said, I don't I don't think I'm going to live beyond my animals. So, well, then it doesn't require thought for you to do that. So, like, you might be right. <laughs> wow, that's an idea. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Yeah, there's so much going on. Uh, I was just listening to some new videos this morning. Now that my wonderful um, one mic is on, the, one life. No, i Yeah, you're one life. There you are, and. Um, what was it? Uh, I, my sound works again. So I was oh. able to listen to these videos. And oh, the videos were so good with um, um, Bert, um, Kurt uh, Kallenbach out of Illinois. He's up close to Chicago. And he was really bringing out a lot of stuff from years ago yeah. that so much of us listened to years ago. But the thing is that he bought out a really good one on birth certificate and he delineated between the fiction and the real world. And it was, it's very good. I sent it out today. And so you can uh, look at it and check it out because when you understand what the birth certificate is about, you can understand uh, how they've con- gotten us contracted. And, and it's really funny that the co-host, on this is this Peter uh, Eugene or something like that and he was on with um, this guy out of Canada and Peter when he starts it's all about I I I I I I I I I I I yeah I've watched him a lot he's a character (laughs) right well Jonas Jonah Bay just stepped in and took away a lot of his I I I and uh, other stuff which is good because Peter will monopolize the whole thing and the speaker will never get to speak. So they did a very good program and he's talking about the contracting and all the stuff that we've gone in, which may give you some more reality of what's going on. So I, um, I hope you guys can listen to it because it's all about us. What we've learned years ago, I mean, some of us have been doing this since 06, some 07, some 08. And, uh, but more has come out and then refined and, and brought in more data so that you're able to expand on what we learned in the beginning and the shock of being lied to all these years so that for people to really listen to these now after having gone through that, you're going to be able to learn a lot more and hear hear a lot more, which is good, which is why I sent it out for you. And uh, so it's, it's more education. But so when are they so going to arrest all of the politicians and the 
White House and let us have our country back. Well, that's the thing that uh, Drake has been talking about. And um, I was talking to Colin about this thing with the Lakota Indians way back in uh, probably 10, 11. We got involved with the Lakota I remember Indians that. And, and, and doing their gold and getting things turned into gold. And um, about a year, maybe two years ago, I read that they found that they were a fraud, that people couldn't get their gold back. And so um, there's been, I just don't want him sucked into something he's not aware of at this time. But uh, Colin can talk to us about the fusion. Uh, Colin, why don't you tell us what this fusion is, the NE, what is it? L-E-N-R. Right. That's getting energy out in a basically nuclear matter. It, it utilizes nickel, and uh, it produces more energy than it costs to use the needs to run it. But uh, 30 years ago, uh, it was you no, know, it was discovered. And then it got discredited. Uh, what they what they did to the two scientists that found it, you know, to make them, you know, you know, make them uh, sit down and shut up. I don't know. It must have been pretty nasty. But yeah, I there are that. there are devices there you can lease if you know if you're a school or an entity that. Uh, have an output ratio. You put one in, and, and one, one of them, you got seventy, seven, seventy thousand back for each one you put in. Which is seventy thousand what? Seventy thousand what, Colin? You put in one energy unit, you got seventy thousand back. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. But you know they've you know they've been afraid of this. Another thing here too about cold fusion. Right. Uh, one of the reasons they're really terrified about it is that uh, the potential to use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. There was a a Twilight Zone and uh, no, it was a New Outer Limits episode that was done and. Uh, the professors were, you know, saying you know, you know, it was it was false, you know, it was nothing. And one of the students discovered it, how to do it, and uh, he was killed, of course. But the device he built, uh, they took to a uh, a government test center, and they tried to disarm it. It would have detonated. It had a yield of five megatons. And it was something that you could go to Radio Shack and get the parts for and and build it on your kitchen table. That's their fear. That's the terror that they have because they can't control it. And that's why they they don't want it out to the public then. Sure, that's an excellent reason right there. Mm -hmm. But see, that's why Keshi's stuff is workable because... 
you can do it at home and take the electricity out and it won't become a weapon. Mm-hmm. I, I got my, my uh, USB uh, for, from Dan um, out in Pennsylvania. He's uh, downloaded all the uh, MP3s onto a flash drive. And so anybody that wants to get some of this, please send me a 32 gigabyte or mm-hmm. 64 gigabyte because the, one of our guys sent a 16 and it froze up my mach- my uh, computer. So you got to have 32 or 64. I, I suggest 64 so that if you have some other valuable stuff you want to save and put it on your flash drive and then wrap it in aluminum foil so you keep it in case anything happens, you've still got your materials because that's your own Faraday cage. Yeah. So um, it's just a recommendation. It's not a tell you what to do. It's what can might help you. So we move on as they say. <laughs> so it's, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Drake is saying that in this month or by March, we should have our monies. And, you know, if you're waiting for the money, don't. Do not. Because that's kind of being sucked into their stuff. You mean your Social Security check wasn't three times what it was supposed to be? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping this was a month. I haven't looked at the bank yet. Well, I got all my money out. It comes in and I get it out right away. And because I don't, I, I cannot sign on that line. So I get the fiat money out quickly and I go around and pay all my bills with it quickly because yep. if it goes down, I want I want to be credited for what I do. Have in I gave my bank account away to Bruce. And so at the front of the month, I, I just say, Put five hundred dollars on my credit card, and I go five hundred. I already paid the electric bill. I already paid the cable bill. I said I don't care. Put five hundred on it anyway. <laughs> and he said okay. <laughs> you know, because hey, you know that that's my money. There'll be something that we have to spend. You know, and I do donate money to one or two friends once a month. You know, because that's what I like to do. The last time I did it, I won five hundred dollars. <laughs> there you go. So, and um, there's a fellow on the internet that I really enjoy listening to, and he's in from Florida, and he has a very small phone bill, and I don't mind paying his phone bill once a month. You know, that's mm-hmm. something people can do for somebody else. You know, you're paying it forward, Patty. That's yep. what it's about. Yep. I paid forward on Gary's phone for almost a year, and then I had him here, free of, of uh, room and board and everything. Oh, I'm not so bringing him here. He's in Florida. Oh, Gary was from Florida, too, wasn't he? That's what I said, <laughs> Gary. Gary, while he was in Florida, I paid his cell phone. <laughs> while he was here living with me, I paid for everything. And mm-hmm. so he's back home with his parents, and he can get them to pay for everything. Oh, good, good. I hope he gets I got nothing. Uh, so I've paid forward, and I let it be that way. 
I just paid it forward. Do you want to adopt me? (laughs) Do I want to adopt you? I adopted you a long time ago. You just keep turning up negative. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been that that RH. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But there's um, there's something else that I wanted to bring up about the... Oh, Jonah Bay is a guy that um, I sent you some of his, his site. Jonah Bay has some uh, programs, and it, his site is about buying his programs. But he's gotten himself uh, into the private. And uh, so I send it to you for your own choices. And um, he was saying on this uh, video that uh, I was listening to with uh, Peter, Eugene, uh, that his any money the people were paying was going someplace, but he wasn't getting the money. So uh, something's happened. They someone you know has hacked. You it know there done, is a way that people can set up uh, ways of stealing money that's supposed to go to somebody else on the internet. It's all so darn fun. Facebook put something on my site yesterday. Asking me if they wanted me to check my pri- if they wanted them if I wanted them to check my privacy, and I I didn't answer it at all. I went, oh my god, no! I know I'm saying everything I'm not supposed to say. I don't need you telling me I'm bad. Just do what you do to everybody else. You know what they've been doing to people? They've been <laughs> shutting you down for a week, so you can't even post anything on Facebook. Oh, yeah, they've become magnanimously <laughs> overpowering with controlling what you listen to and what you read. They have so shown their stripes to the people as to how... Um, how ugly they're getting. Yeah. They really are getting ugly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's time the people started saying, bug off, buddy. Yep. I mean, yep. it really is time for them to say that. Yeah. Yep. Patricia. Yeah. If you must, you know, if you must do Facebook, Unseen has a social network that they've started up. It's totally... Correct. Uncensored and it's totally secure. Yeah, and that's the only, and we've talked about this before, and that's about the only way to go. But you know what? I am so sick of it all right now that I don't even care. <laughs> you know? Well, the thing is that it's all been manipulative. You should have seen when I was doing my studying for this class I was taking. They were teaching you how to use Facebook, and I'm going. What a time waster. <laughs> it's a bloody time waster. It sucks your time up. And you have no time for anything else but listening or doing something on Facebook. I can't tell Yo, you how much. That kind of aggression days. is yeah, exactly what I – that kind of aggression you just mentioned that uh, is what I experience when I'm on the phone with uh, my buddy D. Okay. Uh-huh. It's like sometimes he'll hit me with some information that he should have told me, you know, six months ago. And I'm like, why haven't you mentioned that? You've known all, you known about that all this time, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like we're wasting time while we're, we're talking. 
and he's got me every, you know, sometimes he won't call and I'll call him and then we'll discuss, we'll start discussing a real, you know, what's some semi-important legal issue. <clears throat> and then like all these little side trains of, of, of talk come up and he wants to ask questions and start talking about other things that don't even matter about, you know, they matter, but maybe they're just not that important. They're time wasters. That's what I call them, time wasters. Yeah. And and I think I think definitely there's been a probably a program put in place to to waste people's time um, regarding not only the internet usage but also what they do with the people they connect with on the phone. And and you're right on because of the fact that's about dividing and conquering. If you don't agree with me, we're going to cut you off. <laughs> so that you can't be with the people who agree with me. And that's really what all of Facebook, Twitter, and all the other acronyms that are on there, because it is about keeping the division. More division. We need more division. Keep them divided. Don't let them catch on. And that's really the honest-to-goodness uh, of what they're doing. It's, it's tantamount, it's, it is the control factor. And if people aren't really getting how much they're being controlled, it's time that um, it got spoken in the way it needs to be spoken. Because it should never it, been called Facebook. It should have been called Butt Book. Well, <laughs> at the time, remember, he was a student in college. And whether he stole it from these other kids or not, I'm not going to go into that ethical part. The point is that it's been usurped. It's been taken over by whomever, and it's being monetized, and um, you are categorized. You know, people are saying, I don't understand how I get on this thing where I'm a terrorist. I haven't done anything to be a terrorist. Well, yeah, you have. You've probably been on Facebook. <laughs> and and that, and that they 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 classify that as a terrorist act. Oh, and he, you know what? He, go ahead. Okay, sorry to cut you off. The terrorist action, according to the Bible, is the actions of the government. So anybody, <laughs> so anybody that's anybody that's thank you, Patty. Uh, <laughs> and anybody that is um, you know proclaiming the just and justified and operating correctly under the government, we may get cut off here. Uh, it's probably going to be, you know, scrutinized, um, you know, as being basically a terrorist. You see, you're, you're siding with the government, okay? And, and governments that... under Romans, it's Romans 13, 3, okay? Governments are established to be a terror to evildoers. But see, that's, and the word terrorist, is, which is what people have to get, was actually originated after the uh, French Revolution when the actual government did a reign of terror, R-E-I-G-N, of terror on the people. And the people had no recourse and they called, that's where the word terror came from. And the word terrorist came from the fact that the terrorist word applied to the government employees who were 
terrorizing the people. And they created more havoc, more murder, more shame, and more dysfunctionalness in France than could have ever been done in Napoleon or uh, anything, even with the guillotine. The guillotine was violent, but this reign of terror did more. Actually, have you heard more on the people? Go ahead. That the uh, United States bought like something like ten thousand guillotines. I had heard that, but I've never uh, heard the where. But it is it, it would get rid of a lot of people, but it still would be slow. You've got to have something that's quick, and that's not very quick. It's slow. It's not. It's more humane than. Is it more humane than like injection or or some sort of like, you know, like a electric, you know, death? Sorry, I'm gonna go ahead and mute out, but I, it's just noisy, you know. But uh, yeah, like electric death, and then also your your injection. I think those are kind of inhumane, as because of the way that, from what I read, it's the scenarios being set up to bring in guillotines on the grounds of humanity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's inhumane. It's inhumane to execute people because of their. You guys know this stuff because of the um, the torture aspect of it, right? The way that they're doing it, so execution through guillotine would be swift and faster, easier. You know what I mean? Uh, oh and less yeah, costly, let's do more less, of them. Less costly. Yeah. But um, exactly anyway, right. go back back to the government governmental issue uh, and being the terror terrorist aspect. If you and I are trying to uphold a system of government, which is just you know kind of like well you know we all we all kind of actually need. We don't need necessarily government, but socially speaking, I mean, yeah, we're going to have to govern ourselves. So we do need government, you know what I mean? So we need to go that way. I think people get really confused on the word. They talk, they call it they, they say they, okay? When the, do you govern your family? And then when you, when you talk about the government of your family, do you say they? No, you don't, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. why do we call they? the government, which is basically a representation of us, okay, many people have still huge amounts of confusion, gaps of information missing, you know, before all these well, pieces can even be put together. Go ahead. Well, it, it, what you're saying is exactly the MO. Create the confusion, make certain they don't know, and then pull the wool. That's That's really... What you're saying? Yeah, I guess I can preach it to the choir here. But I'm not complaining yeah. a little bit. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. What you got to bet, John? Is that what you're well, what'd you say? Are you coveting? I don't know why, but it was really hard to hear you. You couldn't hear. Is I it? Couldn't hear you. What's that? Are you, did you want to complain? Is that what you said? Yeah, like, I think the complaining is is what I'm doing on the phone with you guys right now. So I apologize for you guys getting the brunt of my complaint regarding the government, of course, and the terrorists, the way that they're treated, and everyone not having knowledge enough to realize that, you know, that uh, anybody sticking 
sticking by the actual plan of the what the way this Jure country was supposed to be is actually probably going to be considered a terrorist because the government was established to be a terror to evildoers. All all governments, right, of men, according to the Bible, especially this country, which is basically a Christian Christian country, and they have this like illusion of separation of state. Um, you know. When in fact, most of the civil laws are based on that whole ecclesiastical pr- principle, the whole ecclesiastical canon law, canon code. You know, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of regurgitating here, but, but uh, just the whole thing is like I think we're all being classified as as terror because we're trying to do the right thing. You see, and that that would be an accurate description. It, it's unfortunate. It sucks, right? You're like, okay, wait a sec. I'm trying to uphold the government, so that according to the Bible, that makes me a terrorist. Then, holy shit. Yep. Yeah. Very dangerous. Times. Very dangerous. That's, yeah, but that's the twisting of the word terrorist. When people start learning that the word terrorist really means the government and not the people then they start getting some truth out of it. But when you keep, everybody keeps going back to, you, the people, are the terrorists, there's the lie. And that's what needs to be rectified because the terrorists are not the people paying the taxes for the public servants to call them terrorists. Come on, let's get it straight. If we all start worshiping the devil, I think that we'll be better off. Uh, we won't be considered terrorists. And uh, what do you guys, right. what Patty? What do you think about that? You must be yeah, busy. That, I, yeah, was that <laughs> I was muted. I was muted. I was laughing my head off. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the, the yeah, terrorist you know, I mean, angle. What you're talking about with the devil and everything, then they win, and that's where we we wish them not to win by manipulating us into believing in the um, the devil worshiping. Well, you don't have to believe in it as a devil, okay? Well, you don't have to believe in it as a fact, but they're using it just like there's no such thing as a constitution because of the invalid nature of the way that was the way this government came about. They're using it, but it doesn't. It's not. It has no. It's not real. It's not valid. You know, like because of the. If you just go back through history, you can see there's there's certain things that were supposed to be met. There's no Satan, right? Yet they're going to pretend like there is because the people that don't know that there's no Satan will believe it. Okay, that's why this is about worshiping the intellect. It's not about if you if you're smart then you can see beyond all of those disguises, all those veils. And it's a screwed up system, in a sense. Well, if you think about it, it's what we've done to ourselves inside of ourselves. We've layered ourselves up with veils of identity. Absolutely. And the more we have the failed identity is why this is so imperative of what we're doing to become aware of who we really are rather than what someone has proposed for us to be. 
i.e., like my father was told he had to be the lawyer. No, he didn't have to be the lawyer, but at that time, that was how that they were uh, raised, was you do what your father says and no, no back talk. Well, times have changed, and I got to tell you, there's a, a great deal of difference in what goes on with a lot of the students and um, the people themselves and what they believe in and how they want to do it. And sometimes your parents don't tell you what they're raising you to be, like me. I'm Satan. <laughs> but they told you what you were to be. You were Satan. <laughs> I mean, come on. Re- repetitive action by people to each other is indicative of what they want you to be. Actually, what... the phrase was, you're never going to amount to anything. And yet, Patty, <laughs> you have. You have. It's all in who you think you are. Right. And they're, they're gone, so you can be anything you wish to be. That's the difference. And that's, see, that's the whole thing. If my father had outlived his father, he probably would have done it. My father died Oh, no, my father did outlive his father, I'm sorry, uh, by three years or so, uh, four years. And uh, the issue here was that he didn't have the chutzpah. He just couldn't, couldn't go and, and do that. He, he, he was burned out. Yeah. And that's where many people really have the falling down. They burn out. And you didn't burn out, Patty. You're still going strong. You're you're doing what you need to do. Same with uh, with our second um, our second son here, or Donaldson, and it's yeah, and and with Donaldson, he didn't succumb to all the the corporate BS. He's had to fight his way out of the quagmire. That takes a lot of chutzpah. And it's time we, we, each of us, own our own chutzpah for what we have been doing. You really need to validate yourself. How many of you say, thank you, I had a great day because I did something that was better than I did yesterday. It can be smiling at one person is better than yesterday. It's not a judgment. It's just what you feel about you. And this is and what I'm hearing a lot of places. Go ahead. Yeah, we should uh, kind of let go of the concept. Right? This is yeah. respect, I'm saying potentially let go of these concepts that, that uh, um, you know, the other person, even though the other person is the larger part of us, right, that it's not, it's not, you are reaching a level of awareness, right, that's, that's going to sustain one is you, right, 75,000 other life, life spirits. Just, just by your being aware of what's happening, you're sustaining at least 75,000 or more 
right? Different entities. Or what, let's, I'm just throwing the number out there, right? Because Colin used it earlier. But, like, just imagine, right? Don't worry about other people. Because Correct. for every, for every, you know, 100,000 of those people that are asleep, there's at least, you know, one person that's awake. And the work that that one person is doing is basically going to amount to pulling the weight for, because it's a super duper effort. You know, it's a kind of a, it's a huge feat to, to, to take a, a yourself from a perspective that varies. You know, something that made me feel really good this week is I was in one of those things that Wonder Ann had sent us. I think it was a National Alliance something or other. But I happened to notice that there were seven other people from Spokane in there at the same time. Yep. And and I thought, oh wow, I am I'm not the only one. That's the point. That's why I keep raising it for you people to get there. There are a lot of people out here. They may not all be in National Liberty Alliance, but they are in the action of getting things done, because I know that's one of the things that Lola has been so wanting people to be able to join together. Well, it's not necessarily having to join together as much as work together. And I think that's kind of where uh, where our uh, Lola really is, is going, is our working together and getting rid of the the ego, because that point is being really shown as being illogical uh, where all this ego is because we're all working towards the same direction and let's get off the dime. So it, it's, it's happening. We just have to keep saying it's happening more and more. And that's where you're going to feel there is movement. There is a lot going on. And when they're going to arrest them, when they're going to throw them in jail, when they're going to call them what they really are, is when we start calling them what they really are, traitors and bigots, and uh, really get on the case of calling it a corporation, not a government. Is there is no government here. There hasn't ever been a government here. It's always been a corporation in one way, form, or another. And it, it really behooves us to call them what they are. Remember way back when we learned that they know your enemy. Our enemy is sometimes the one that's looking at you in the mirror. And that's the one we really have to deal with because if we aren't willing to deal with that enemy then that enemy will always control us the the biggest enemy is fear 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 and when you're afraid of right everyone around us or all all of us failing uh or myself failing or whatever you know whatever then i think that that's going to that's self-defeating right in a way to allow the fear to rule you, even though fear is kind of an essential part of being a human being, one thing that was key to my expansion 
was, is, seeing how it's possible, right? All the possibilities. Can you see that it's possible? If you can see all possibilities. And if you say that, and you think it, and you feel it, like you have the ability to see all possibilities, right? That's going to be a right. crucial affirmation because once you see the possibility that you could be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. You can be wrong, yeah. and other people may not be safe. You may not be able to save the world. And that was one of the things that I dealt with. We've been conditioned to be superheroes by watching all these superhero TV things when we're kids. They get us conditioned to think that we're going to save the world someday. Okay? Yeah. Okay, so we don't need to be feeding all into those ideas, you know. But not saying that we can't help the world, but the point is, it may not happen, you see? So if you, if, <laughs> I mean, just for me, it's just reality set in. I was like, wait a second. I, even if I become multimillionaire, I won't be able to help everybody on the planet get food, you know? There's, there's a good right. chance people that I try to help will probably refuse the help. Right. So I was like, whoa. <laughs> when, when I realized that they were coming, maybe that someone could refuse that kind of help, I, that, that really was caused me to step back. I was like, wait a sec, what am I doing? Why am I putting all my energy into trying to, like, save the world, save every, make everybody wake up, you know? And I, get, I think that's part of this agenda of manipulation, the hijacking of the human spirit, you know, and the awakening community as well, like taking over what's happening and really controlling the awakening. That's the job of the Illuminati. Colin? What did you want Colin to do? I don't know, just follow up with something, you know? Because I know well, he likes to talk about thing, the Illuminati. Well, part of the thing that what you're saying is viable is the fact of the wake-up. So many people have spent the energy on, the people aren't waking up, to where we're knowing that they are waking up, they're really getting it, and even on this uh, you know, I've talked about the 100th monkey thing. Jonah Bay was talking about the 100th monkey because that is exactly the premise that we are really needing to be working on because we are at the 100th monkey. I think we're at the tipping point. Mm-hmm. And the tipping point means that more people are, going, are getting it than not getting it. And that's the true fear of what the, the Illuminati or whatever bullshit name we want to call them, because the awakening, it's, it's like kicking the dog. If you and kick they're the losing dog, more enough, and more control. You. They're losing more and more control every Absolutely. It's more because like a, a dumbing down. Go ahead. Like a, like a waking up is kind of the wrong way to, do, to think about it for me now, because when you go to sleep, you automatically wake up, right? Well, that's what they think. Yeah, in general, when we go to sleep at night, we wake up in the morning, body wakes up automatically after it's had enough rest, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So awakening is not something that can be produced. 
it's right. not even something that can be controlled. Because <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's hilarious. I can't believe it, man. It's just that they would actually try to control the awakening of people. It's what they've been doing for thousands of years. They, meaning elite people who know, right, and that want to stay in power and they want to be eternal in the sense that when their family members die and, 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 and new human beings get born, right, they'll be born into a system that was created by them, by their family. Right. It's a sick and twisted idea. Not as big as George would like to think, George Bush. None of these ideas well, are big. Well, George Bush... I'm not giving them the credit. No, you don't, because it's way, way, way before him. In Scientology, we, we have had people, and there have been issues where people have come back in the mode they wanted to come back and wanted to be part of the universe again. You can pick how you want to come back. And I, I came back as a rock one time, and I think I still, <laughs> <laughs> I think I keep that sometimes because I'm such a rock in some things I do. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Were you a pretty rock? No, I was no, I was a meteor rock, so I was really all ugly, but it was totally adaptable rock and the rock matured. So the issue spaceship. What? I wasn't a spaceship. No, I've been on spaceships and manned them and stuff like that, but that's my past life stuff. But the issue I'm having today is where do I really where can I, at this time, really fashion a better life for those around me? And doing it for other people is exactly what you're saying, um, uh, Donaldson, is the fact that we can't do it for anyone else. We cannot do it for anyone else. They have to want to do it themselves. And we can only give them the guidelines. We can only show them the availability, and they have to do the work. And that's what I'm yeah. finding yeah. in school. They don't like to do. Mhm. Well, okay, that's awesome. I, I honor you, and I respect that you're doing that. Um, and when others trying to, what'd you just say? Repeat what you just said, so I can get the exact statement. Well, it's the fact, and I I don't repeat because I, it comes from the top of my head, and sometimes I talk off the top of my head, but it is the point that what you're saying about people's own uh, inability to grow and the waking up and the, the all of the other attributes you were talking about is the finiteness of what we all are. And we, we've got to be able to, I've had to learn that I can only be an example, show people what is possible, and leave it alone. I can't make anyone else change. I can't do anything for anyone else. I can only be the example. And that's really where I think you're, you're coming from, Right. And so far as your disappointment with so many people that they're not getting what you're really attempting to do. Is That's that right. not correct? 
upset. Yeah, I'm upset. And I'm also... I, I went um, through the same, so go ahead. Well, th- thinking right like that, you know, my efforts to save others, right, or to help them can only have any type of real full effect, right, when I make the connection, wonder, I love this, that other person is me. And when I don't have to go try to change that other person or add any type of thing to that other person, but instead perfect what's going on inside myself, and by doing that, I have an effect on the other person, that's the mentality that's going to basically take us over this threshold of, you know, possibilities. And that's true. However, until that person reaches their level of, just like what Colin said about fusion, when the original two scientists bought out cold fusion back in the, what was it, uh, in the 70s or the 60s, sometime in there, they were poo-pooed, put down, knocked out, made ridiculed that it destroyed their their total career. And they were young men. And uh, the big thing that happened was that that cold fusion was too frightening for any of these uh, so-called scientists to deal with because it had too much power. And with it having too much power, it generated too much information and uh, freedom for people. And that's what they didn't want. They really did not want people to have freedom even back, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. We all know that now. So, you mean the freedom to go without electricity, paying electricity bills and that kind of stuff? Well, I'm that... actually at that point now where I'm not paying an electricity bill. You know why? Because they're paying me back my deposit money. Oh. Why are they paying me back my deposit money? Because I was a good little girl and I paid my electric bill on time for all these months, and because I'm such a good girl, they are now paying my electric bill with my deposit money. Now, I have uh, $150 on, so they took out 25 for last month. I think 25 for this month will be about it, if not lower, and I may get at least four to five months in that time, I want Keshi stuff done. Oh, so good. I, that's what I'm going to be doing this uh, December is working on the Keshi stuff. All right, all right, guys, leave them alone. I got a uh, drop off of the call, but many blessings. Okay, come on back. Blessings to you. You have a wonderful week. Ho, ho, pono, ho, pono, pono, everybody. Pono, pono, pono. But it behooves us that with anything you're doing, <clears throat> be willing to go through the holy thing and stop it. To go through the the basics of setting up the parameters so that you can fake them out when you Good want to fake you. them out. Good for you. 
And it wouldn't be that hard for me to get down. Well, turning off the power at night here in the wintertime might be a little bit hard. Well, it's all a mental attitude, Patty, because, yes, I'm cold, but what I've gotten for the dogs are these little silver sheets that I put under their bedding, so they're now warm at night. Are they in your bed? (laughs) No, they don't sleep in my bed. They sleep sleep in their little beds, and um, I actually just bought in my wood for the first time. this uh, yesterday, and I have the wood, but I didn't start the fire, and it's uh, a little cold today, but we're all fine. I have lots of layers on. My cat jumps the fence, so she's good, <laughs> <laughs> and the sun is out, so I'm here's all positive. It's all I positive. got up this morning, and I looked at my computer, and I went... How in the hell could Wonder Ann send me an email at 5.13 in the morning? And then I realized, oh, it was 8.13 her time or 9, whatever. Yeah, it was 8.13 your time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going, oh, my God, do you ever go to bed? But it's funny how it'll it'll come, but it doesn't say it came from you at, at the right time. It just says when it got to my computer. Oh, yeah, because that's when it'll get there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I sent something out at about 8 o'clock this morning. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I always get a kick out of it, though, when my first email is from you. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the three videos that I was talking to you about. Yeah, I like to look at those this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that, they're very good. One's from 2011, but it's it's a repeat that we need to you know. I'm finding stuff back in the past that didn't really mean anything to me then, but now Correct. that I know all I know, I'm going. Oh my God, we knew it four years ago. That's that's Patty. Why I'm sending this stuff out again because of just that point, and we're we're we know so much more. We know understand so much more. There's just a lot of stuff that's gone on that we can be more viable about what uh, what what fact now. By the way, there are no more conspiracies. It's all fact now. By the way, Hawaii won so far. They can't build those towers right now. Those uh, they've kicked them off their mountain. What towers? They were trying to build observatories on a holy mountain in Hawaii. Oh. This has been going on for years, and the Hawaiians have been fighting it. And the judge finally shut them down. He hasn't kicked them off the mountain yet, but they can't continue construction. And we stole Hawaii Hawaii anyway, so, you know. Well, Hawaii is... Go ahead. I think they're going to be the first state to leave the Union. They are. They're leaving it right now. They're working to do that because of the fact that uh, all of um, what, um, I'm sorry, I'm raking and and trying to be quiet. Uh, The Hawaiians are working to uh, leave the Union through uh, what we've learned with Drake. 
And uh, uh, Colin, can you fill us in on that point? Who, what is the guy, that the lawyer that's doing it? Is it yeah, Dr. Aiden. Dr. Aiden is the Attorney oh, yeah. General okay. for uh, the King of the Hawaiian Kingdom. And he's work, you know, and that's one of the things he's working at. But the, uh, you know, the Kingdom of Hawaii still exists. It is internationally recognized. It has treaties going back. The, uh, the Queen of Hawaii uh, in 1893 was given a choice, you know, to, uh, you know, to abdicate or to die. And, uh, you know, it was taken by force. It was done by the planters, backed up by the U.S. Marines and the Navy. It was a military coup is what it was. And What uh, year? What year? 1893. Okay. And, and that's also what David Wynn Miller found out. Come on, Mama. What David Wynn Miller showed in his tapes. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah, but uh, you know that you know, that was the whole thing. You know, they were they were conquered, and you know they have in, they have international recognition as an in, as the as the independent kingdom of Hawaii, and they're working and they're working it through there now. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the point. What for what you're saying, Patty, is why that judge is uh, stop it, Simon. Why that judge is saying so much uh, uh, for the Hawaiian people, because that is really what's going on for the Hawaiian people. Oh, I forgot he wants to drink water. But uh, he wants what? Jakey goes pee, then he has to drink some water so he can go pee, so he can drink some water so he can go pee. Oh, did I say repetition here? <laughs> He's almost predictable. <laughs> oh, <you're> so <laughs> funny. Yeah, right. I got to get some sun in here while I got it. But well, uh, you can hear Rip yeah. yelling in the background at my house. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, go ahead, Colin, and talk about what the uh, well, the next phase of it. But, you know, oh. they're, they're working. You know, they're working to get the. Uh, Hawaiian Kingdom back up and running. Yeah. Do you remember that story about what uh, what um, David Wynn Miller was saying about the Hawaiians and how he fi- found it out? Mm-mm. When David Wynn Miller was over there, he found that the Hawaiians had been usurped in so much of what they had going and uh, the, that the federal government had come in and taken over the Hawaiian Islands without the Hawaiians really knowing that that had happened, but he couldn't figure out the when. And oh. so what he did was they found they had obliterated all the history of that time. So the Hawaiians really had nothing to go on as to what it was that happened. 
And so um, David and I think some other guy, and he checked out what it was that was um, written in the paper, and that's when they found out so much had been erased. And they uh, checked it, and what was going on was they found a small, little, tiny announcement that they missed. And the announcement was about a... um, Mason meeting that was to be held on the island uh, in 15 days, and it became um, a, um, it it, it had to go to all the islands, to all the Masons on the island, and so it was a a kind of a tricky way of doing it, and they all showed up in Honolulu or wherever the uh, meeting was supposed to be, and they had the meeting, and that's when they took over the island. And they made it a, um, because see, the queen was a mason. And that's how they were able to get her. The queen of Hawaii her. was a mason? She was a wife. The, the king had been, her husband, had been tricked into becoming a mason. And by that tricking, they had um, actually gotten, they were able to control her because she was a wife because they thought that was the right thing to do. You know, this is the bullshit that goes on. And so she was... um, she was coerced into uh, giving up her uh, the title and the country and all the other stuff that went with it, and they had the actual time and date, and that's when he quantized all of the um, Hawaiian documents. Good. And he was able to... Uh, he He's the one who actually... Um, Bought so much of the material back to the Hawaiians by what he did. So it it, it was a a greedy, bastardly way of them doing it, and that's SLP for our country. That's what they did. And then, uh, oh, it's it's. And then we did it to all the different states too, right? Well, you have to look at the histories of the states. What we found out, again, we'll look at Nevada. What did we find out in Nevada? The people stood up against the um, uh, the Bureau of Land Management. We, they found out that Nevada never had the people's agreement to go into the United States. Lincoln made it possible for him so that he could have them vote for Lincoln to get become president through the college of, um, I want to say college, of electoral the electoral college. college. Yeah, the electoral college. So uh, there, there is where you get the skullduggery. And uh, at that time, so much was, there was just lies all over the place. (laughs) Oh, and the nuclear testing and all the crap they were doing there? Well, the nuclear stuff was in the 50s and the 40s. I know, but yes. 
Didn't the, didn't George Washington think we'd wake up before this? <laughs> I mean, they no. planned all this hundreds of years ago or however long ago. I mean, you would think that people would have woke up sooner or later. Well, see, there was a lot of stuff going on that I got to tell you. I'm reading this book that my friend gave me. And I've got one on Alexander Hamilton. And Alexander Hamilton was actually born in the West Indies. West Indies was a British colony. It was not American. And he came up... So he was an illegal president. Well, Alexander Hamilton never became a president, but he was a um, a secretary of state. And he he got himself killed by a, um, what do you call it, a, uh, he did a duel, and he got shot. And so this story is kind of about rectifying who he was. And that isn't always true who he was (laughs) because of what he stood for. He was Washington's right-hand man through all of the Revolutionary War. And he was a Federalist. He wanted to have large government. And so there's just a lot of stuff we don't know that has gone on that so many times we're we're in the dark about it. Absolutely in the dark about it. So reading some of these bios gives you some input as to, mm-hmm. hmm, maybe we need to know more. I don't know. And we every book has a different freaking story. <laughs> well, this is, this is the truism. Okay. Yeah. You're absolutely right. They will have different stories. It's just unbelievable. Why did we come here? <laughs> it was the new land, and it was time for us to be at new land. But um, there, there's just a lot of stuff we, we're learning about, and it's so exciting to learn about it, to find out what our real roots are. And yeah, how well, I wish there was never an ice skating rink in Spokane, and that my mom and dad never would have met. <laughs> <laughs> We can't laugh about it, but I read a story about a guy whose parents met, it was at the time they were putting the Statue of Liberty up in uh, New York, and his mother and father, he went back in a time machine and saw when his mother and dad had met, and he almost prevented them from meeting, and he said, if I'd done that, I wouldn't have been able to come back. True. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool. Cool. laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, it's it's an interesting foible about all of this, but uh, there's so much wonderful information available today that we didn't have and, and can get. Uh, I don't know if that's... Nikki, is that you out of Pennsylvania? Because so much... She is a walking encyclopedia about the uh, 
wonderment of the of the revolutionary and so much information that this gal has. So I wish she had unmute herself. My poor dog is going crazy. So I've got to bark out here. There's so many things for me to bark about. <laughs> Did you start the fire? Maybe he wants you to start the fire. No, I think the neighbors are going oh. in and out or something like that. I didn't even know they were here, but that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's Friday. Yay. <laughs> Yay, it's Friday. But, um, yeah, there's so much for us to learn from each other, and, and there is just a great deal of excitement going on. I just love it. Well, all the attacks on people that are bringing out uh, news before it's news and these kind of things, they're shutting them all down. You know? Or giving them a week suspension. Like, that'll do any good. You know, it's already all over the place. And now they try to start the the, uh, scrutiny. And just in, you know, Monday's newspaper said that they no longer can take any information from your telephone calls. So I guess that was a lie, too. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? So they're lying to to stop you from continuing to learn. That's interesting. Because uh, it, it, uh, it, uh, George McSwain sent me something that I quickly read this morning. And out in San Bernardino, I live where San Bernardino is in Riverside County, or San Bernardino County. I was in Riverside County. We were like um, a 45-minute drive from each other, okay, from where I lived out there. And... Uh, the, the thing is that they had this shooting, and the story was changed three times. The story was changed three times, and there is no, um, there's no truth to any of it. It was all false flag. Every bit of it was a false flag, and they wonder why people don't believe them. <laughs> Oh, dear, it's unbelievable. So, on to bigger and better things. Are you talking about that shooting of the handicapped people place? No, this was supposedly at a um, uh, an abortion place. Oh, okay. In San Bernardino. But it, it, the one story said that he had in his little write-up was that it was supposedly four cars, four men shooting as they went by. Then it turned out to be a man and a woman in a single car, and they both got shot dead. So the actors got shot dead. So it's all lies. Yeah. And the people are catching on. Isn't that sad? And the <gasps> other ordeal with the shooting, they uh-huh. were doing a drill at the same time. They've done a drill at every single one of these false flags. At uh, in Connecticut, Boston Marathon, in Paris, every single location where they've done these major shootings has had a drill. Every one of them. 
The only one that didn't is Columbine, and that was because the two kids were, were looped on whatever. Yeah. That started it all, though. Well, it gave them the, the recourse to do it. Yeah. And that's why I never understood why they publicize this crap. Well, they do it for the for the, and this is part of the thing that was being shown. They did it for the fact that the um, the shooter gets all this notoriety. If you're an actor or an actress and you get all this notoriety, man, that's super, absolutely super for your. Uh, out of your dad. Uh, well, it's super for your uh, oh, ego. Yeah. ego, ego, not ego, but for your resume, for your uh, getting into the acting stuff. This is all very important. God, that dog is funny. Yeah, it's it's all. Oh my God, I made it on the thing. You know, I mean, it's a lot. He makes the funniest noises. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, or she? Yeah, is it the, it's the girl or the boy? Oh, this is J- oh, making the noise. That's Jakey. Jakey, yeah. Yeah, he sounds, <laughs> he like, sounds like a guy. human being. He really does. <laughs> he's he's no, so funny. That. <laughs> he he's so funny. He gets him hung, a self hung up on things, and he he got he gets. I'm in jail again, Mom. I can't get out. We just come and rescue me. Oh, God. I had a squeal last night that I haven't heard. Two of them come out and kneel. And I went running to my door real quick, and I looked, and here he's running into my room. And here comes Daddy Cat walking right behind him, licking his lips like, I smack the shit out of that little fucker. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> only, only animals like this. Poor, oh, poor Simon. Simon is so terrorized by <laughs> by uh, our black cat. You know, he, he doesn't. Oh. Oh, she's near me. I better watch what I'm doing. She may slap <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> Rip does. Yeah. She'll, get, she'll get behind me and I won't know she's there. And all of a sudden she'll put her claws right in the middle of my back. <laughs> Boy, can I scream and jump up fast? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. My, my cat, she she calls me. I have to throw her out when she does that. And she yeah. knows she's going to get thrown out. But she still thinks it's okay to give me a couple of claws. <laughs> That's why she's named Rip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. She'll rip the heck out of it. You better yeah. stop now. Okay. <laughs> you got to talk to each other. Huh? Dear, oh, dear. Give me the sideways glance. She's mad at me because we're out of catnip. Oh, picky, picky, picky. Drug addict animals, I'll tell you. At least the cats are. Yeah. And they yeah. only like the food grade catnip. It's much better than the stuff you buy at the pet store. What's the stuff of the pet store like then? Well, it's like it's catnip, but it's not as it's not as potent as the kind you buy for human beings. 
for human beings. Yes, you make tea out of it. It doesn't get you high or anything, but it's a relaxant. The Indians used it a lot. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was only for cats. Oh, it's 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 relaxing. I used to drink a cup before I'd go to bed to help me sleep. Oh, there are wonderful things about drugs that we don't know that it maybe <laughs> <laughs> just for animals, but it also helps with uh, let's say they used it for insomnia. What else? Ow! Excuse me, that one hurt. She just she grabbed my elbow. I think she's going outside. Oh, okay. Well, it is Nikki. I'm not going to be able to stay on, but I did appreciate the awake part I heard from that gentleman who was speaking when I came on. Who was that? (laughs) My buddy Nick. Uh, Nikki is a a very brilliant gal out of Pennsylvania, and uh, she's an orange group, but she's... uh, Really, she works with this fellow, and of course I've forgotten his name. If you could type it in, Nikki, I'd appreciate it, uh, who ha- was here in South Carolina, helped South Carolina to stop the uh, chipping here, the uh, uh, RFID chips back in the, I don't know if it was the late 90s or the early uh, 2000s um, that was going on around all of the country. And they were able to nullify it. And uh, but he basically had to leave South Carolina, and he moved to Pennsylvania onto a farm in Pennsylvania. So, but he kept up his uh, his being active, and uh, he and his wife have a really nice farm out there now. But he's got a school to teach you a lot of stuff. Oh wow! But uh, it's it's good because we we. Again, we have to go to it's not about the ego. It's about us working forward, moving forward, all of us working in the same direction. Oh, I we don't know whether freedom. I sent you that movie. I found a movie, you guys, last night about how they walked those giants to Easter Island. Oh, really? It, it was so cool, and I think I sent it to you. I know I sent it to Colin. Okay, I'll check when I get off. I cannot get off and look at well, something it was while I've got so the video. Well, it was interesting. And then it finally came down to the way they had the slits in the eyes and how they had to take the ropes and wrap it around them, and then they just kind of walked them up there. It is yep. so cool. And, of course, a bunch of them didn't make it, so there's there's some of them laying there flat. But it was just, it was only about an hour, but it was so good. Wow. Yeah, I read the the book on Easter Island, but I don't remember how they got them up there. I don't know. Well, they now they've ever... figured it out. They think they've figured it out. Of course, they had a crane around the neck. We had a little bit more of our technology than they had at that time, but they figured it out. They They were trying to rock it the wrong way. You know, and oh, it just was interesting. It really was. It was cool. Wow. That is cool. Yeah, I like things like that because it mm-hmm. explains more stuff. Well, that's and then why the next the one after it was a, a movie about uh, people on the moon. <laughs> <You know>? oh. <laughs>
Were we no. on the moon? We do not know. I don't know whether it was us, but there's been other races up there for sure. And we're probably there, too. Now he sounds like a cat. No, that's that's still Jakey. He's just getting pissed. He says, you're not coming to my rescue. (laughs) (laughs) Get get me out of this jail. Okay. But uh, it's it's an interesting uh, how much... Of, of stuff you will learn as you just keep puttering around and listening to different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Very, very cool. And we're almost there, I think. I really do. <clears throat> I hope this is over by Christmas. Well, that's what Drake is saying. But uh, yep. That was a good talk. I enjoyed that. Well, it's a pagan holiday, so anybody that's really adhering to it as a pagan holiday is kind of like, move on. <laughs> move on. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Hi, Elaine. How are you? I saw you on there. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I told Patty I... I said, Patty, I'm so tired of hearing about all the hate and anger and violence and all that garbage. I just don't even want to listen to any calls anymore. I think that it's, you know, we need to just kind of clean ourselves out once in a while from all this online rhetoric, you know. Well, I tried to do it, Elaine. I came in on the um, Internet and then Wonder Ann started asking who I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> Well, it's not. It's not. You know, I tell you, yesterday, Wonder Ann, I heard you talking about the shooting in San Bernardino. And some people say it's Planned Parenthood. Some people say it's this. Some people say it's that. And I was listening to a radio show yesterday. was wrapping Christmas presents. And it was Elisa Marshall, I think it is, out of L.A., a talk radio show. And they were talking about the San Bernardino shooting and using it as an a inference to talk about gun control. And some people were coming on and saying, well, you know, the Constitution says they're well-regulated militia, so we need those regulatory laws and and all of this stuff. And I have, you know, I very seldom do this, but I... I did get in the queue to make a comment on what was being discussed, and then I got two phone calls. So they probably picked up and I was over there. But one of the guys that came on um, was talking about the well-regulated militia. And, you know, I think people just need to do their own research and make their own minds and not just assume that the word of mouth is the holy grail of reality because... In reality, it's it's not. It's the most effective device that we have. And um, so I Googled Inland Empire Regional Center. And I Googled San Gabriel Pomona Regional Center because my son was a client there. And it concerned me because my son, you know, if it is a regional center, this is a, a, a program that supports disabled adults and children. And if they're in the waiting area or downstairs lobby, 
usually if you have an appointment with your social worker, you you go and sit in the lobby until they call you. So those would have been the first victims. And so because it touched me in that way, I, I Googled two things, and I found out something very interesting. Uh, I Googled Inland Empire Regional Center and uh, San Gabriel Pomona Regional Center. Now, there is now a Inland Empire Regional Center that's affiliated with Azusa Pacific University. And Azusa Pacific University is a Christian school, college. And, um, and so that's completely different than the San Gabriel Pomona Regional Center. So in the Inland Empire, um, you know, uh, website, there's all this page about we're in grief, we're in mourning, this was tragic. And on the San Gabriel Pomona Regional Center, nothing. So it had to be the Azusa Pacific location, the Christian School Inland Empire offices. And why I thought that was weird, and this may seem silly, I knew a man and where I used to live, who was a carpenter. And he was hired by Azusa Pacific to um, build, do some construction work on campus. Something he saw at a dig in, on the foundation uh, scared him so bad that he had a mental breakdown and had to go on a 72-hour lockdown. And then after that... Um, after that, he still was, you know, mentally troubled and under, you know, counseling for quite some time. But whatever he saw caused him to completely straighten up his life. I mean, he wasn't drinking, he wasn't partying, he was, you know, really turning around. And and I finally I asked him one day, um, I hear you have some trouble at the university, and he said, I won't talk about that. He said, I've seen things that I could never imagine before. I won't talk about what I saw, but I'm telling you, there is a great evil in the world. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, what is it about this Azusa Pacific University? I look at signs and symbols, and maybe this is my entertainment in life. So I looked at the new director because I knew the director of the regional center, San Gabriel Pomona, and I was real concerned about him because he made such a difference in Ray and I's life when I was young. So I looked at the name of the director of the Inland Empire Regional Center, and her name was Miss Slaughter. <laughs> and you know, I look at the names and the the things of, of this. Wow. So so as I was listening to um you know, this radio station with this Lisa Marshall, this guy coming on talking about a well regulated militia, you know, really it all has to do with the media and the way the media portrays situations that come up. And then they talk right. about and Muslims and this and this and that. And I'm saying when I look on uh, social media networks, what the pulse of the people is, I'm outraged at the amount of hate that I see online on these social networks relating to Muslims, relating to Syrians, Syrians relating to religious, uh, you know, uh, disposition. 
just full of hate. I used to think America was a, a beautiful land, and, and I based that on the people, that we were a people of freedom and, and love and reason, and, and we're not. We're just following blindly and believing anything we hear. We're just media puppets. And we're not doing our own discernment. We're just hearing and repeating back the word of mouth. And nobody has taken the time to really look. And, you know, it wasn't, um, and this is not meant to you, but it wasn't in Planned Parenthood. It wasn't a social services office. It was a, um, a campus party for uh, people that help college students get in training programs. And it, it was just in a building that happened to be used for a party that was going to, you know, for a lot of uh, government community workers. So there's a whole lot of underlying stuff. But one of the guys was saying on this radio station was saying, well, it's a well-regulated militia. And then they're talking about, yeah, we need gun control, we need this, we need that. The Constitution says a well-regulated militia. So that's what we need, regulations. And here's the thing. In reality, the Constitution and the discussion on the well-regulated militia was because the southern and eastern states were having a hard time with their union anyway and and trying to um, trust in the union because they felt whatever army of whatever side was going to regulate this new union may, you know, come in like gangbusters and just steal and pillage. And so that was the purpose of the well-regulated militia. Not to say everybody can go bear arms, but to say those that are bearing arms for the sake of the union would be well-regulated so that they wouldn't just come and trample your land and take what you have. And back in those days, that was what was happening. The Native American Indians had all of their homesteads taken when the white man came in. And they were shipped off to their reservation. And so, you know, we just don't see things realistically. And so I uh, ended up putting up a little post that says, you know, the the pendulum, it's difficult to see clearly when the pendulum swings both ways. And if you're only looking peripherally, at something, meaning a slighted viewpoint based on the hearsay of another, and you don't do your own research and evaluation, you're not making your own individual interpretation of your beliefs so that you can live your life with your own conviction. You're just following the propaganda or the ideas of another. And America is about independence about individuality, about the right to be an individual. And and we've become lazy because it's just easy to say, oh, this is the way it is because this is what they say, so now let's talk about that. And when we do that, you look on the media network, most of what you find is hate because it's easier to hate. And, and it goes into the emotionality and the psychology of our society today. It was proven in this study, and I did not research it, but, you know, I'm just going to say it because I know in working in special ed with behavioral background, I know a lot about psychology. 
and uh, it's been proven that people that are in fear, okay, that they tend to vote conservatively. And I'm not Republican, I'm not Democrat, I'm not anything, but they tend to vote, vote conservatively, conservatively because they doubt their own stability. And they have this ingrained concept as children, daddy knows best, you know. And so we don't, we don't, we just assume that someone else has a better idea that must be those that are conservative because they're taking the time to reason this out. And see, in reality, if we get a lot of people afraid, if we talk about killing and bombing and terrorism and hate and this and that and this and that, we've set the foundation to navigate a whole people into a propaganda idealism that doesn't allow them to think for themselves or make their own discernment. It takes them off the hook to live their lives without responsibility for really doing their own research. And, and you are so right about everything you've said. And it's, uh, and, uh, it's so good you could see through the BS because what you're really bringing out is the issue that so many people miss, and it's about the use of today's language with yesterday's written word. Right. And you, you bought it out exactly right. And the people who are saying, well, we need it regulated, are part of the problem because they're the ones that want you to get the propaganda that they're being paid to reiterate. And so much of that hate. I used to say to these, these um, policemen that came to my door, and I said, where did you learn to hate? Did you learn, did you come out hating when you were in the womb? And they said, well, no, we didn't know anything. Correct. So where did you learn to hate? And they had to look at each other because it really was in our schools, by our teachers, and we in the Catholic Church had the exact same thing with the Jews. You killed Jesus. No, we all killed Jesus because none of us were willing to stand up and be counted. And so it, it, it really is great what you're doing. I really want to validate you for it because it is what needs to be said. And what they're doing when these guys do these killings is purposely a big um, uh, what do you call it, a, as I said before, kind of like the reputation, your actor reputation has been enhanced, so you're a better actor to be hired for the next false flag. And that's really what they're doing. They're hiring well, the I people don't really for think the next that false flag. flag. I mean, I hear a lot of that old false flag, false flag. That, you know, could easily just be another one of those, you know, media propagandists. What does that mean, a false flag? That means someone else has control over a concept or an idea that's generating fear and concern in me because there's an uncertainty, which means someone else has their handle on the power button, and who is it, you know? And then Mm -hmm. because we don't have any clear answers, all we can do 
is be frustrated so we can act out an emotion. We can be either angry or we can be complaining or we can be, you know, uh, fearful. The people that do these things that kill other people, they have gotten to the point where they feel so helpless because they can't pinpoint their target, you know, that they just have to go and lash out at anybody. They're just expressing pure anger stemming from fear and frustration. And that's what we know the world wants is us consumed in fear and frustration so that we don't act rationally, so that we are irrational in our actions. And then you become the perfect tool for all of those, ah, another false flag, you know. I mean, it's it's just wrong. Uh, Well, the the whole thing is to keep everybody exactly where you're saying, off kilter. That's the whole bottom line of it. There isn't anything else that they really want to do. They want to be sure you're off kilter. And then you start smashing out against other people and doing the the domino effect that you're talking about. That's really what this is all about. It is about creating the domino effect so that more get harmed than less and more destruction is created than less. And it just ripples on and on and on. And and that's, that is their M.O. The who, uh, we can point our fingers at a lot of people that are doing it. Do we want to? Do we care to? What we really have to do is get hold of ourselves and do a better job of what we can do in our community with our people that are willing to be um, actually fundamentally conscious of what is going on instead of buying into the crap, because it is crap. Right, and then I saw this um, a news article about the, and this is what kind of stemmed my posting a response, but there was an article in the New York Times, and this is just an example of, how the media takes something and and turns it into whatever their perspective may be. And so I guess a lot of these gubernatorial presidential delegates uh, were saying, you know, to the people in San Bernardino, well, God bless you, God bless you, our prayers and God go with you, you know, God, 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 God. And so the New York Times put this, um, article on their front page that said, and it had some pictures of some of the many politicians that were saying that, let God help you. And and it said, you know, uh, God's not going to fix this. So it had a little, a little picture of, you know, these politicians in their statement or their tweets of God help you, we'll pray for you, God's prayers and all this. And then it just said, hey, God's not going to fix this. And, and it's true, you know, we are responsible. And rather than, you know, it's nice and convenient to go, oh, you know, just like saying, God bless you. You know, I mean, okay, that sounds really good when you say, God bless you. But at the same time, God is here sustaining this beautiful world that we live in and creating life and giving everybody the essence of life in their soul. And he is allowing, or he, she, 
it. I hate to say that because it sounds terrible, but but the deity of the divine is just letting people become who they're supposed to be because a true loving father wants his children to develop into the individuals that they're supposed to be, not into somebody else's perspective of what is and what isn't. So when we take responsibility for our thoughts and our actions and our decisions, we're actually fulfilling the divine nature that's within us. But that takes a lot of work. And so here's this here's this article about so here's this article, you know, about well God's not gonna fix it, you know, and and all these people are saying, you know, the media has even twisted this to say you know, I looked at the comments and the people are saying, you know, oh, these people are using it as a chance to bash religion or using it as a chance to bash the media. But really what it is is that people need to stop reading headlines and calling it the Holy Grail yep. because they need to do their own evaluation. Your life is, is very important to you. And we live in a world that's affected by society. So if I'm going to form a viewpoint that's going to mandate the actions of my life, I'm not going to base that on anybody else's opinions but my own. And I have the right to be wrong and the right to be right. But by taking those rights and making those choices, I've I've held on to my I-ness, the being that I am. And that's what I should do. There you go, and that, that's that's totally the greatest way to to look at all this. This is really a a very good um, analogy that you have brought up that shows great thinking and great thoroughness. So I'm, you know, this is this is why we do this program. It is about each of us pulling together and and getting out some. I mean, I've never been right. I've just been reiterating many times. But sometimes it's the reiterating that we need to hear numbers of times, just like Patty said. Oh, now it's making sense what I'm seeing. Because all of us before were so thunderstruck by how can people do that to each other? Why are they doing that maiming and killing and horroring that they're doing? And and that's the point that we're all raising that question now because it really is a um, get them hairy and kill them off or whatever way they want us to do. It really is about your looking at things with a new pair of glasses and really seeing life for what it really is rather than through the smoke screen of what they want you to think it is, which is how we were all raised. So, well done. I think... Well done. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But really, I mean, come on. Tomorrow, five minutes, an hour from now, we'll be in our lives. And whatever I've done won't matter to anybody except me. And so that's, you know, reality. But, you know, though I'm not, I'm saying thank you, but I'm just saying it's not a big deal. (laughs) But, 
Well, well, just to back you up, it goes back to what Donaldson was saying. In sense of he wanted to make people change. We can't change anyone. All we can do is see it from our viewpoint, speak it, and move on. You know, it makes you wonder, why did Jesus say, uh, and so many of religious doctrines, whatever religion it is, um, say the greatest thing is love. The greatest thing is love. Think about love. I mean, love is an action. And and an action, we all know that our thoughts create our reality, so our actions create our reality. So when we act in love, we it's a very serious thing because it's an action. And that means that it, it's supposed to portray the value of the most divine gift and potentiality we have, the ability to share the gift of love. And the gift of love, when acted on, is, is not run through perception or media propaganda, but it's, it's run through, you know, a very discerning type of responsibility to your own viewpoint and ideas. Are you accountable to the love in your life? And, and when I look at my life and humanity as a whole, if we take responsibility for the actions of love in our life and give them dominance, we're not going to have time for all this petty propaganda thinking that is limited and short-sighted and doesn't require us to think because we're going to take ownership of the beauty that we see in the actions of love and try to share that in our life because that's the only, because it has become the most meaningful thing to us, it's the only thing that's going to make us happy. Well, and see, going back to that class, uh, going back a little bit to the false flag and what you're just saying, a false flag is, uh, guess four is saying this, a false flag is planned by the government to keep people afraid. That is what a false flag is about. And uh, as we said earlier, and it may have been before you got on, every single site of a false flag has had a, um, a, a, a training program going on. Every single one except the uh, one out in Colorado way back at the beginning when they, they did it to get the uh, gun control thing in. Uh, so it, it's, we have to look at, do we want to be sucked in to their MO? Do we want to be sucked in to their fear porn? Christmas is being set up as a fear porn program right now, to be afraid of this and to be afraid of that and to be afraid of the other thing. And, what we have to do is your basic point you have to say, keep your own counsel. Be the leader you are supposed to be. That is what we've pre- preached on this program for, for years. And that, that's where each person is their own leader. And guess what is saying? Oh, wait a minute. I think Elaine is a little bit in denial. Guess what is saying this? The fact is things are taking place, things are changing around us, 
It won't go away by pretending it isn't there. And in, you're seeing life as you see it, and that's perfect. Each of us have the right to see life as we see it. No one needs to tell us what life is. And that's exactly the premise they've been building in this uh, going to the movie thing, Matrix. You're all supposed to act the way we want you to. And that's that's the, the point that so many of us have been going through and uh, have been either living it or not living it. it. It's the reality. And that's why when Patty brought up the point of going and seeing these and seeing something she had seen back in, whether it was in uh, 2011 or whenever it was, her seeing it again today after listening, reading, showing up on different programs, what other people have said, and the many different ways she's been learning how things have been running, she's got a, a, a better perspective of what people are really doing. Yeah, so, and that's and that, Go ahead. Is- it is perspective. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm not in denial. It's just that I take everything. I take all that I hear and all that I read, and I research it, and I try to determine what is the potentiality of this becoming a reality. And if, if the statistics and my research determine that it is, then because of love, I will have to take responsibility for that. So... If, if we're going to have an economic collapse and I see that the signs are pointing that way, I may very well be wrong enough that I'm going to do whatever kind of preparations I can do uh, to do that. But that's a personal choice and decision in my life. Correct. And it's not something that I need to broadcast, you know. So I'll take that's measures correct. to I'll take measures to protect, you know, myself in the event of you know, food shortage, disaster, whatever, you know. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to allow it to predominate my thoughts because as soon as I do that, then I'm not objective anymore to other, uh, you know, things that may come in. And if I can't be objective, then, then I can't be honest with myself. So, no, I'm not in denial. But, you know, I, I, I spent a good year and a half in complete fear because of listening to all the terrible human wounds. And yeah, there's a lot of evil out there. I mean, we all see it. We know it. But I'm not going to let it dominate me. So some people let it dominate them with fear. Some people let it dominate them with anger. Some people let it dominate them by acting out through actions by doing terrible things and hurt other people's lives. And mm-hmm. that, again, is the opposite of love, which is courage and power, because love is based on a solid foundation of reality and, and self-responsibility and self-evaluation. It's fear. And yep. so if you wander around propagandizing, you better get your guns, you better get your this, you better get your that, you better, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. If, if that all that's going to do is tarnish my inner being by filling me with the opposite of love. And when I say love, not flower, ooh, ah, or any of that, but responsibility, you know. Absolutely right. Yeah. And, and that's our freedom 
of having those choices. That is exactly right. It's our freedom. And and when we get get coerced or any kind of crazy stuff that's going on, it's time for us to look at who's pulling those strings. And it's important that we all look at ourselves as the knight in shining armor. That's why when they were, whoever was bringing up the fact about the politician saying, well, God will save you. I'm sorry. He told you to take take care of this. You are responsible for it. Do something to make a change. And that's exactly what we have to do. And uh, see, I, it took me years, I got to tell you, it took me years to get over that the knight in shining armor isn't. Well, I have to take this. I feel very um, good about the responsibilities that I've taken in life to be as prepared as I can for what life has to offer. And so, you know, that, that swings both ways. So when you look at a whole perspective and not a peripheral targeted view, uh, you have more opportunities to make yourself feel safe and secure in an unsafe and insecure world. That's exactly right. You guys want to know what the knight in shining armor is? What? The knight in shining armor is the wrapper around your chewing gum that is silver. That is the only knight in silver armor you're going to ever meet. Oh, my. Oh, no, and I thrown all of them away whenever I got them. Hello? Hi, yeah, go ahead. Hey. Is that you, yeah, I just, It is. I finally oh, made great. it. Yeah. My, my little, quote, unquote, world. <laughs> Been a little topsy-turvy lately. Um, anyway. But you can hear them in the background. Anyway, yeah, I just want to kind of, I just want to kind of support what um, Elaine is saying there. And I think a lot of the whole responsibility thing that people really are challenged in getting is taking that full responsibility. And once you've completely taken that responsibility, which includes whatever it is that you are seeing around you, you've created it to come into your life somehow or another. And once you start really under, inner, and outer standing that and taking that responsibility, saying, okay, why did I do this to myself? Why did I bring this? That fear of everything outside is going to get me goes away. Because now you realize that you have got the, the... the control of your own life that you really want. And, I mean, I haven't gotten, you know, completely there yet. I'm working on it, and I've come a long way. Um, There's actually a a peace in it, Um, a peacefulness that that comes around and surrounds your life, really. And you, you, you manage to not have to be so scared of, you know, just walking out the door. There, You no longer look at them 
anymore, really. I mean, it's not to say that you can't realize that things are going on out there. And there are people that do want to, you know, do whatever. And that's the life that they have created for themselves. Unfortunately, it does affect other people, just like our decisions affect other people. Um, but once we really take on that responsibility of, I I have to take on the responsibility of my creations, and that is whatever is going on in my life, I have created it somehow, whether it's to come into my life, whether I've made it happen, whether I've done something to somebody, whether I've done something to me, whatever it is, I've created it. And when I take full responsibility for that, then I can finally figure out how to uncreate it. Or not necessarily yeah. uncreate it, but, but correct it or um, enhance it or whatever it is that I need to do to make it good, make it right. Um, love is is good, absolutely. But there are things that have a higher frequency than love, too. Peace, joy, those things actually have a higher frequency than love. I'm not, but anything 500, which love is 500, a 500 frequency. Once you get to that point, then things are certainly on the upswing. And but there are things higher than that. So, I mean, I, I I think once we really do take on the responsibility for our lives, me, myself, and I, um, I can, I can attain that love frequency, I can attain the peace frequency, the joy frequency, and have all these other emotions or feelings come into my life that make me feel so much better than Mm -hmm. the below 500 frequencies. That doesn't mean that everything below 500 is bad. Most people, I think, are around 250 or something like that, which I'm not sure what exactly, I don't know what each level is, but I know that 500 is love. And once you've reached that frequency, that's challenging to get to that frequency. (laughs) So, um, but I have noticed that the more responsibility I take on of what I have done, I find I have more peace. I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed out. Mm-hmm. Because I can, I can now sit back and say, "Okay, let's let's pick this apart and see <laughs> see how well you've done this, Orpha. <laughs> Nobody did this to you. You did it yourself. So let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. What what do, what do I need to do? If I don't like it, then I need to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. But I'm the only one that can fix it. Can I there's ask no, you there's a no question, second coming, coming of Jesus or anything like that? Yeah, I'll you, try and have it, sir. There's something that you did a year or so ago. I don't know how long ago, and I never ever heard if it was over yet or not. When you gave the house back, is that crap all behind you now? No. Damn um, it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've that's that's one of the things that I've had to really look at. You know, I. The more I hung on to that house, the more 
nasty bad stuff I received from hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean, they haven't closed out anything on it, but, you know, I don't know really where they're going with it, but I don't feel as stressed out about it once I let go of it. Yep. Um, but, you know, they're they're going to do what they're going to do. I mean, they think that they're going to get all all kinds of whatever out of me. I've only got blood. You know, if they want that, you know, come and come and take it. You know, <laughs> good luck yeah. getting it, but you know, but you know, even that, I've I've managed to, you know, it's not. I, it, that was it, a big challenge in your life. That was a well, big it, thing. Well, it still is because of the fact that these are my in-laws. I know. You know, and I <laughs> and I don't want to have these feelings towards them but i in letting some of that go letting the house go letting letting go whatever i'm able to find a calm for me in it and i've accepted that whatever they're going to do they're going to do but there's only so much they can get out of me because i can't take what i don't have which they think I have a lot, which I don't know where they're getting up with that idea. But, um, whatever they do, they're going to do, you know. Yeah. And so the the more I stress out about it, the more I'm scared about it, the more I, you know, I'm, you know, getting all upset about it, that's when more is going to wind up yeah. coming back at me. Yep. So mm-hmm. I'm letting it go and Good. what, Say la vie, say la vie, you know. Yeah. Um, que sera, que sera. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what I meant to say, and say la vie came out. <laughs> so, <laughs> que sera. Yeah, que sera is, is basically what it is. What will be, will be. Yeah. And if I, you know, I, and I've, I've really had to do scripts in my head how I'm going to react when when they do finally do something, you know, if, if it's something I don't like, am I going to be able to keep my cool mm-hmm. um, and look at them and say, I love you, and what what you need to do, you know, that's that's your issue. It's yep. not mine. Yep. So do it do do whatever you have to do, but I'm going home. What a growth that I'm, you've been. I'm getting out of your sandbox. I'm not playing it anymore. <laughs> but, the, but the bad thing about the whole thing is, like I said, they are my in-laws. Yeah, I would, they're I would your husband's family. To, yeah, I would love to be able to, you know... Be around them. Connect yeah. with them. Yeah. But they choose not not to want to. And I can't make them change any more than I can make anybody else change. All I can Correct. do is change me and then see what happens from that. Now, maybe me changing is going to be enough to help them change. That's right. So how have the kids been this week? That's my little world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had Thanksgiving, so they probably had a lot of sweets and stuff. No, no, not really. Um, we're trying not to do a whole lot of sweets, but I mean, yeah, there's some, but there's yeah. not a whole. There was not a whole bunch of cookies and cakes and 
all that kind of stuff around. It's, we don't do a whole lot of that stuff. So um, they're just very active babies. <laughs> <laughs> now, is and he two yet? I love them life, which I, I've, I've, I've adopted. He, yeah, he, he turned two in July, and she turned four just two days before Thanksgiving. Oh, my. So she's, she's four now. And I've just I've discovered that I like I've adopted a new little saying. I love them to life's little pieces. Uh-huh. Life has kinds of little pieces. Uh-huh. And they've got a lot of little pieces. Can I respond to all of them? Oh, I don't know. I was going to say, uh, Miss Elaine, that you know, I came out here and I won't go into details. Patty knows more than she probably ever wants to know, but <laughs> I really was viciously degraded and diminished by my family after my mom's death. And I had, I, I, I can't go into it. It's just horrifically awful, the things that my family did. And I went through so much emotions. At one time, I just, it was just really bad. And and I thought, then, it, we, you know, it's, it's loss. And when you go through loss, you have the stages of grief. And the right. first is denial, and then there is, uh, I forgot what they are now. I used to know them by rope, but I, I just kind of let it go, I guess, over the years. But eventually you get to an point of acceptance. Oh, it's denial and then anger and then... Uh, what was that? Denial, anger, bargaining, and acceptance. Bargaining. I there you go, bargaining and acceptance. So Patty's been on that ride with me and then she pretty much helped me and gave me someone to talk to through it all. And I finally got to that point of acceptance. And But I had all this underlying anger that I just could not you know, managed because it was so deep down and yet it was there. And I was concerned when I had to see my the ones that had done these things to me that I was going to be angry and maybe lose it and not react responsibly. And, you know, it was so funny. When I finally saw the person that caused me the most harm in this thing, I felt nothing but love and pity for them. And I don't want to say... I didn't want to say pity because that makes it sound like I'm demeaning them in some way. But just for the fact that they were able to do the things that they did that are so contrary to compassion and wholeness, I realized how far away they are from continuity in their own lives. And and instead of being angry, which I was afraid I was going to be, an emotional and reactionary, I was actually filled in that moment looking at them face-to-face with love and compassion and understanding. Good. And and you know, so it's I think that, you know, when you when you say the things you say and think the things that you you think, like you express, that you don't have to be concerned. It is that peace that passes all understanding, you know? And and it gets when it becomes so much a part of you that it generates its own energy and its own force, it actually controls those animalistic subconscious reactions that we have that are programmed into us through our life experience. 
And so that's how you can tell that you're really, you know, growing. And that's that's the truism of what life is about because it is coming to that impasse of of moving on, and I don't mean an impasse of stopping, but it's about coming to that fruition of peace that really is the gargantuanness of what we have to come forth for ourselves. If we can accept it, if we can accept the peace that is really in ourselves, and when anybody throws a curved ball at you, you're not rattled by it. It's wonderful. Good for you. Good for both of you. Because it is about that growth. No, and it's not other people giving it to you. It's about you giving it to you. So congratulations, lady. It's, you're ready for the next step in your training. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a true teacher? Ah, shut up. <laughs> no, really, she is. She's going to be getting her own house pretty soon, and I'm going to save the money to go visit her, and it's going to be fun. That's right. I'm in love with his son. He is so cute. Oh, my God. Yeah. But he's a man now. We can't call him a boy anymore. He's a man. (laughs) My son, he told me he didn't want um, me to call him boy anymore. (laughs) Oh, this was since he turned 26. Yeah. You you, you are just getting, my son is like 48, wait a minute, let's see, I have 50, yeah, he's 48 this year, this last summer, and years ago, he told his brothers, stop calling me a boy, I'm a man, and, (laughs) and, and we have to respect that, they do know the difference, this is what people don't realize, these are, I call any special needs a child, when they were children, I called them love children because they taught you true love. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't really love them, as many people have had to do, they people have run away from them. Yeah. I mean, it may sound like I ran away from my kids, but I really had to save their father's life. And the issue here is that none of us ever really run away from ourselves. We still have to look at that sucker face in the mirror when we put our makeup on, when we do any of the other stuff we do. It's staring right back at us. It ain't going away, kids. So it, it, it behooves us to really love, our, love these children as they really are because they are wonderful, wonderful teachers. Wonderful. You know, it's interesting, uh, Wonder Anne, is that my uh, my son, he cannot conceptualize who, what, when, where, and how. He can't. If you ask him, when did this happen, he won't know. So he'll say, when did right. this happen? Or who did that, he doesn't know. But yet right. when I say, well, Ray, we're going to move to another house, he says, no, we have Target here. So the Target is, what he's saying is, no, we're already in a house. I don't want to go. So the house is, in his mind, the Target here. And so 
the point is is that he can't answer those questions of who, what, when, where, how that we all need to do as responsible people to make our own decisions. He doesn't understand the concept of those words, but he can identify I-ness, I, and what Mm -hmm. I am, and what my targets are, and who I am, in the sense of associating his feelings and his thoughts with his body. So, you know, even though he's disabled and he can't do the who, what, when, where, and how, he is still working. Okay, we got it. He's still working in his mind to solidify his own identity by expressing, I don't want you to call me a boy, you know, uh-huh. uh, and, and stuff like that. So he's, he's, take, he's claiming his rights by expressing in his own way that this is how he wants to be treated. Excellent, because that is exactly their capability. And when we deny their capability to see that, then we have diminished their own growth. Because it is all about growth, and it comes when it comes. And that's what I I keep reiterating. It comes when it comes. That's why we need to do the positive reinforcement. And Gary pointed that out many, many years ago. He said, what we're saying here in our little group is starting to be repeated in other groups. I hear many of our words being repeated by many of the newer speakers that are coming along. So we're, we're, it's, and it's not about an ego trip. It's about the energy, the vibration, what you were talking about earlier, Patty and Elaine or whoever, about what are the, or if, about the vibrations that are out there. The vibrations are what people are getting. Maybe not our words, maybe not our thought, but they know something's coming in. So when I was talking to my son and he said, you know, and I always uh, say, well, good boy, honey, good boy, good boy, you know, uh, when he when he's doing something really great, you know, well, good boy, honey. Uh-huh. And then he finds no, 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 and I said, what do you mean? And and he and I said, what do you mean, no? And he said. No good boy, no son. And I said, what are you telling me? You want me to call you something else? And he signed yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what do you want me to say? And he typed, bravo, son. <laughs> there you go. He even thought of a great name. Great yeah. job. Bravo, son. <laughs> wow. So, so now I have to catch myself because I have to condition my training. to not right. say good boy. But to say bravo, son. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You know, that's great thought process that he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's brilliant, you guys. He is brilliant. That's why, you know, uh, did you look into what Colin was talking about? Oh, Christ, he sent me the information. I haven't sent it out. I apologize. I am so behind in my... Catching up, but I I have to do it this weekend. I have I have to do even the grooming of these poor dogs. I have they look like sheep. They don't look like dogs. They look like sheep now. <laughs> and they're so really, 
Yeah, well, it, I just got to groom them, and but that's what I, I'm behind in actually getting out to all of you the wonderful stuff that people have been sending, so that you can get caught up. Uh, Tella sent a really great email for me to send out. I haven't sent it, so I apologize. Then. Well, we've all been really busy anyway, so we've talked about it, but we haven't gone into research and algalies and the. Whatever the other thing, other word, what GCMAF? Yeah, I still I keep uh, keeping the emails new that Patty sent me on the GMAF because I know I want to read it, but it's everything's so crazy right now. I just don't have time hardly for anything, you know. And I'm trying to keep it from everybody, so I don't know whether you can even get it. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's around someplace. We'll find it, but it's it's about. You have any information so that you can go and find it. So. Right. Right. Well, it's for good. me, when I'm ready to tackle that monster, and it's worth looking into because, you know, right now all I'm hearing is hearsay about what it can do, and I yeah. will look into it. But for me, uh, the thing that's putting it off is um, time management. I know that when I go into this and find out things, that I'm going to have a battle with my doctor, my son's doctor, because yeah. this is all new age concepts and nobody is on the same page. Right. So it's right. a battle. And right. right now I'm not ready to, to take on a new battle because I'm still battling trying to secure my you know, living security situation. So one right. battle at a time. But I keep thinking it as new. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and, and what someone told me when I kept getting thrown in jail was pick the battles you want to win. And that's why what you're doing, uh, Elaine, is you're being selective. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being selective. It is so important that we are more selective about what we can do and when we can do it right. than just going in and with our dukes up and get mowed down. So, yeah. Hey, did you guys see what happened in Santa Fe? No. New Mexico? I don't know. Sometime last week, I guess. Some jewelry store, they had a big old bunch of stuff going on all around the square. And this jewelry store (laughs) left one of the cases unlocked, and somebody stole over a million dollars worth of jewelry. But they got videos of it, so... How can you leave a jewelry case unlocked? I don't know. I thought, and it was in the Spokane paper. I had to call her and read it to her. I said, I can't believe this. I said, where was your sister? (laughs) I was just joking with her. I know. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is just, that is just stupid stuff like that is just incredible. Well, I'm not sure, but I think the Santa Fe tree lighting is like one of the really big to-do things. Yeah. And and when you're in the plaza in Santa Fe and they have a big to-do going on, I mean, you can't walk. You're bumping shoulders with everything. Uh. And and the the shops uh, circle around, you know, uh, the square, the plaza's in the middle with a pavilion and then all the shops circle it in a square with all their little jewelry cases. And, and so you can imagine the overflow 
in the plaza and into the shops that are just like across the street. Brady, come back. And so, you know, that must have been fun for whoever got the money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's called distraction. The the same old, same old, same method. Distract them away from what they're supposed to be doing, and that's how those things get stolen. It really Uh is. I remember one time I'll tell you guys a childhood story. Um, I was homeless, and this was when I was first homeless. And I was on the street, and I had nowhere to sleep. And if I waited until graveyard shift in a, a Jerry's restaurant, I could bus tables for the waitresses and get a free meal and have a place to stay until the sun came up. And so that was my M.O. But I, I came across this group of street people, these older guys. And uh, so I started hanging around with them just because it's better to hang around with guys than be alone as a female little girl. And so one day I was walking along Fisherman's Wharf uh, with this guy, and he was crazy, I'm telling you. And we were walking by this jewelry case uh, of beautiful jewelry, pearls, and all this stuff. And he goes, hey, you want that? And I go, oh, I could never afford that. And then he picked up this big rock and broke that window. And the alarm's going off. And he reached in and grabbed it. And he goes, it's yours. Now, come on, run. And I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, here I am. Now I'm a jewelry thief. <laughs> you know, and, but and he was what? 12 years old? You were about 12 years old? Yeah, 12. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So what happened? Well, I got the jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't get caught? <laughs> I didn't get caught. Um, cool. <laughs> I, I just kept all my stuff and waited until, um, you know, my sister's boyfriend. I had to wait. He worked morning shift, and he didn't like me, so I would stay up graveyard in the restaurant, and then he would come to work in the morning, and that's when I could go to my sister's house and sleep. So I went to my sister's house and pulled open my napkin with all this jewelry. <laughs> I don't remember what happened to it, though. That's what's so weird. I don't remember what happened to it. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> uh, the fact that her parents threw her out when she was 12 years old is unbelievable. It's just, yep. oh, my God, you know. You know what? Hi, guys. <laughs> I'm hi, back. hi. You're back. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> uh, Donaldson here, reporting live from Chinatown. I uh, I just did my window cleaning job. So that's 80 oh. bucks in an hour. All right. 80 bucks? All right. Yep. That's what I make. I make, on average, about 70 to 80 bucks an hour. And I only work about maybe one or two hours or three hours a day. Oh, and then, cool. I go, then I go and look at the law. That's good. But uh, I lost my train of thought. Was gonna say something about the uh, like kind of acceptance and allowing that. I mean, you made a comment about uh, they, you know, physically challenged or mentally challenged uh, people will be giving us an opportunity to love and kind of you know show that side of our of our being. Uh, 
and 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 I guess I guess I'm kind of like not really saying anything right now, except for the fact that yeah, like everyone has a purpose and kind of it's a struggle though. I think I think it seems like a struggle, but it it might not be a struggle. You see, see, like this is the thing. I'm there's ah, what is it called um, when you um, polarize? Right. Well, with the shift of the Earth, polarization, right, that kind of thing. Then I think that's also happening internally for everyone. It's naturally there's this balancing, kind of like shifting going on. You see, so so the, it's not going to be as hard to let go of the polarized thinking as we are making it out to be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I'm done. Yeah, well see part of the polarizing wouldn't it be that you're um you're you're frozen in your own space of time? Because sometimes that's what polarizing means to me. I'm just frozen there and I don't know what to do with it and where should I go type thing. Oh, okay. When I hear polarization I think just conditioned to always be responding, you know, to one area of energy within yourself from from a conditioned place. You know, you so well, when you're resp- responding via conditioning, all the conditioning is going to basically be shaked free, you know, or broken free as we progress naturally, you know, uh, towards towards devolution, which has been called devolution, getting out of these false... It's, it's a really weird concept, devolution, but I'm kind of putting an extra twist on it when I think that by by devolving, we're, we're coming out of those conditioned responses and moving into, you know, the more appropriate one where there's kind of a balance or or... This is a good time for us to learn how to balance would be a better way to say it because of the fluctuations in the earth and also, you know, polar uh, feet. Is that right? Am I saying this correctly? (laughs) Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very interesting point. We can feel, we can all feel the badness being pulled out of the earth, I think. A lot of us can. And, and feel the evil going away a little bit at a time. But we are the ones doing it. It isn't going to be uh, the aliens are going to come down here and save us. Oh, they might help us. But we are the ones that are evolving beyond and saying, wait a minute. <laughs> there you go. I didn't believe that when I was three and I've tried to believe it for 60 years, and I still don't believe it. <laughs> Good what do you. you. Do you guys think about this concept, though, of um, just except, you know, kind of like realizing that you can't save everyone, and maybe actually if, if everyone is, is you, and we're not seeing the bigger picture because, so because we only focus on our independent, our individual body, but the bigger picture is that everyone is us, right? right? And that, and that by by just making that internal shift, you will in turn shift for everyone. That frequency, that vibration. This is what I was trying to say. That is that everyone is picking up on and starting to say the same things on other calls. 
is be, I think be, because there's certain people, certain individuals who have tapped into the truth that there's a unified being called life mm-hmm. and that that vibration will go out, you know, with a correct um, when you when you get lined up and everything's kind of like correctly in balance, and and that takes sometimes it actually thought can bring you into balance, but the absence of thought actually brings you even more into that that balance from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that vibration that will go out will naturally occur once we stop trying to think about all these. How are we going to think about the solution? Oh, we got to fix this problem. We got to, see, you know what I mean? Because we're constantly seeing problems when we say we have to fix this problem. So, right. and that's a very, it's a creative thing. See, so to 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 stop seeing the problems, right? But instead, see see everything as a creation, right? And now it's time to move beyond this creation onto a larger desire, onto something that's kind of a more fulfilling desire. Because like with desire. It's like you get one, and then you get that fulfilled, and then you got another one. It's just one after the other, you know? Well, it's interesting what you're bringing up, uh, because I listened to something uh, this past week about the fact where I was reading uh, about it insofar as we are the greatest manifestors in the world, human, the human person, the human being. And by that, is meant that we can create things out of nothing by our thoughts. And we've known this for a lot of our lives. We just keep having the poo-pooed on us because, oh, that's silly, that's silly talk. But it's not. It is all of this that's going on throughout the centuries has been manifested just for what you just said, insofar as, oh, there's evil coming down. Look at all the crazy stuff that was controlled by uh, people with um, when it was just the lips because of ignorance. Look at the things, the evil that went on because of people having something coming into their lives that they couldn't explain so it was evil, so you had to kill someone for it. All of these things are exactly what you're saying because of people's manifestations. And we are the great manifestors of anything, absolutely anything. Well, here's, here, you know what the key point is for that is that if we have come out of life, right, and life itself manifested itself, it is a creative energy, Okay. And so the fact that we are part of life should be evidence enough to the, the thinking one that yeah. we anything we do gets created as part of life, um, you see, because we come from life and life is a creative energy. Correct. So how can we not be creating with our thoughts and with our focusing? That's something everyone is forgetting, most people probably are remembering now, that we're manifesting because we are part of this bigger unified being than we thought we were. We thought we were something smaller. And and then I think it's going to take some forgiveness, some a lot of self-forgiveness, you know? Yeah. Most we're doing people... It. 
yeah, we're we do. doing it. And and the, most people don't realize how powerful we are. Each person has a power of their own. And by the fact that they have uh, in school, when the, everyone was a kid, they were told, oh, you stupid jerk. Why can't you do it right? Programming. And this is the point that most of us miss is that that programming was purposely put in, whether it's an unconscious thing or whatever, is the issue for most people to not be able to go forward with their lives because of, I'm a stupid jerk, I can't do it. And how many of us have said to ourselves, I'm a stupid jerk, what did I do that for? How come I'm I'm too dumb to know how to do that? And that's what most people's mantra is about. They're too dumb to be able to do something. And you're all brilliant. I have heard so much brilliance come out of you kids that it is like, whoa, I am thrilled to know you because that's exactly the way I look at it. You have uh, taught me so much. So go ahead. Oh, in concurrence with what you're saying, I believe that the uh, acceptance that we've made, you know, I can't, I don't have the ability, you know, I didn't believe I had the ability to do such and such or whatever. Um, or like, you know, I, that that was me, you know, I I said that or did that to that person, you know, and, and, and injured them or, or made them or caused inspired, really not injured, but inspired them to possibly produce certain feelings within themselves. I'm of the, I'm of the school where I don't feel like, we don't, we don't feel other people's feelings on a microcosm level. We feel our own. But on macrocosm, yes, we're going to feel, every feeling we feel is the feeling of the whole. But mm-hmm. our feelings are our feelings and and then like we don't, sometimes want to accept that and so that acceptance of what's happening like say you're something in your place in your life and you're asking why why am i here what did i do to deserve this right but i think it's easy it's as easy as saying i'm part of a bigger picture and i have purpose and everything Mm -hmm. in my life has purpose so for me to even stop and look at one little tiny aspect of it and, and start to judge it becomes a sin. It becomes a crime against myself. Excellent point. Excellent point. And it, and it, it is just those kinds of points where you're, you're going to actually hear yourself being a better person because you've had to go through, I call it the, the um, the fire or the midnight of the soul, the dark nights of the soul, because of the fact that so much we have to come face to face with who we really are. We really do, and and that you know, Daddy, you asked me, well, how can you be so cold? It's a state of mind. It is a state of mind. I get excited going to bed because I can get warmed up. I get excited about having dinner because I can get warmed up. But those are those are my excitements. I 
keep myself a simple excitement. <laughs> and and the the point is that it's it's what I'm willing to go through to make the changes that all of us want in our lives. And that's that's each of us is doing that for the other person. Whether that other person ever gets it is not your problem. It's your going through it. But a realization that everyone will get it once we let go of trying to make other people get it. Because that's, like for me, releasing attachment to these things that bind the system together was more than a decision that would help me in my financial world, but it was really also because I came into that same knowledge where, okay, if I make a decision internally and release energy, and it's going to affect the whole, right? So if I just hold on to this thought right here for a really long time and just keep it manifesting with this releasing, this, this non-attachment, you know, like that's going to have an effect more powerful than I could have with my words coming out and trying to, you know, direct people, you know, uh, just by doing that internal releasing. So I think that's kind of also why I have allowed myself to stay in this position of unattachment, you know, of having things, you know. For those that don't know, I do sleep uh, outside. I don't call myself homeless because that's a victim mentality, and I can't right. say that that's me. But Excellent. you get the point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's excellent, and and I, I, can, I see the same thing for others. I see everyone having this ability to excel, you know. Uh, it, but if they, let's have, just say, may I ask the you final, a question? Yeah, sure. Do you have a particular little spot outside that you sleep in that's kind of like your house, or do you sleep in different spots? No, I have, I've been in the same place. For like four years, five years. Okay. Uh, uh, and a couple of, like at least three or four times, I've come back and everything has been gone. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave like you know blankets and stuff there, and and you know my whole setup nice and neat and covered and protected from the elements. Uh, and then when I come back, you know I'll just quickly, you know, open up shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then pass out, and then and then in the morning I just get up and do the same thing again. Routine, cool. right? Hours, hours. I just come back on a routine. It's never, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, and so that that just having that experience is good for all of humanity. That's how I feel about it because I don't feel like a victim. The longer I don't feel like a victim and remain in this position, I think it's probably better for everyone. It's going to do more help for you know for everyone. But I also feel like there's a part that's pulling me back now to realize, well, hey, there's no need to you can you, you do certain things for a reason principally and then you can move forward. You got you know, just release your desires. Correct. Correct. Because uh, it's it is the desires that actually hold you in the the captivity position. Uh, that's what uh, Columbach was saying. Patriots, it, it's you need to be able to stand up and walk away from all this stuff. But yeah. most of you won't because life is too pleasant for you. <laughs> it's not unpleasant. And because it's not unpleasant, 
you're not willing to go through what needs to be done to make life a better place for you or for other people. So it it, it is a, a, a challenge for many people to even face what you're doing or face what uh, anybody else is doing, like what Elaine went through as a young child and run so you don't get caught. And and yet she never got value out of anything that was stolen. She never got a single value out of what was stolen. Yet she learned a lesson about herself. What it was isn't our our problem. But she learned something. And and what a strong lady she is today. So it 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 is all about us facing our midnights of the soul and being able to go forward with whatever it is, no matter what they call it. Or well, the midnight, mid, right, midnight of the soul is nothing more than coming back up from the illusion. Correct. Because you're going to have to face the, the, the truth that we, we forgot about ourselves and we forgot who we really were. And that's kind of, and then we made a bunch of moves and, and affected life and created I sometimes stop and I look around and I'm like, I created this. Oh, what an idiot! Make a suggestion to Donaldson. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Donaldson. Um, I don't know what the setup is of your sleeping area, but if you can get yourself one of those blue tarps and you can go in the grocery store and for a dollar fifty or two dollars get. 25 feet of what's called, called clothesline rope. You can put all your belongings in that tarp and tie it up high in a tree because most people don't look up, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's a way that you can keep your stuff secure, you know, where, you know, or at least have a better, better chance of it being there when you get back if you can hide it up because most people don't look up. Move away from your campsite. Leave some little scrapples of what, some empty tin cans and a fire or whatever, and then move away maybe 10 feet from your site and tie your stuff up in that tarp and pull it up high in the tree. Most people are not going to see it, especially if you can get one of those earth tone or camouflage tarps. Great, great suggestion, actually. That's a yeah. great suggestion. She's lived on the street. She knows what she's talking about, too, like you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Uh, um. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for that suggestion. Um, I have thought about the trees and using, utilizing you know, trees to, for survival in, in, in other ways, but not, not pulling stuff up and, and keeping it up in there. And that's a good idea. Yeah, um, that's why when you go camping, they tell you to um, yeah. have I forgot what it's called, but something for bears. You put your food up in a up in a tree, tied up that's in right. a sack. That's what you do. That's what we learned when we were camping. You had to tie it up in the tree, and we even had a camper who had his stuff tied up in the tree, and the damn bear <laughs> went up and still took his food. Taking <laughs> <laughs> him. <laughs> they're, they're smarter than people. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, um, 
I, you know, there have been two times in my life, and I'm, you know, approaching Social Security age now, uh, where I have manifested through thought. And the reason that I don't do it more often is because I like to live a natural life. And I find that when people realize the power of manifestation, they get a dependency on it, almost an addiction. And and then it becomes, I don't know, for me it's like the only thing I have is me and I want to hang on to me and not let any uh, self-conceptualization of empowerment dominate me. But the two times in my life that I've manifested um, has, is very powerful, and that's one of the reasons why I don't do it, because it is so powerful, it's tempting. Power corrupts if you don't know how to manage it. And so, but one time when I was 17, I um, I had like 800 bucks, and I I said to myself, I can't get a job. I'm not 18. I was in California, and I said, but I know I can get a job in Texas because the working age is 16, and so I'm 17, just turned 17, so I'm going to go to Texas. And when I go to Texas, because I've been there before, so that's kind of a key, having a good perspective of what you want to manifest. But uh, I remember there was this really nice store called Stackowitz. It's like a high-end department store. And so I thought, I'm going to go to Texas, and I'm going to go to Stackowitz, and I'm going to work in their shoe department selling shoes. And I drove all the way from California to Texas with that replaying in my mind. I could see myself walking into the store, talking to the manager, and being very assertive and confident. And when I got to Texas, I did exactly that. And there was no way in the world that that manager wasn't going to hire me. And I walked in with that confidence because I had already seen its fruition. Now, the only the only second time that I really did that in my life on a conscious level, we do subconscious manifestation all the time. Usually, it, well, in many cases, it's not positive, it's negative. But the positive manifestation was when I wanted to come to New Mexico. I wanted to help my mom. And I needed to sell my house. Now, I lived in a mobile home park where the space rent then was 1000 a month. And the new owners had been this clause where every year they could increase by 5%. So that was one of my incentives. Eventually, I won't be able to afford it. And because I'd lived there over 20 years, I saw that people on SSI, which I was approaching or that age, on fixed incomes were being evicted from their homes because they couldn't, they got to a point where they couldn't pay the rent. And so I had to get out. And so I had to be able to sell my house knowing that the one thing that was going to make nobody want to buy it was the high space rent. But I had to do it because my um, sister was holding a rental for me out here. And and so I just manifested that that was going to happen, that that sale was going to happen. And, um, and of course, I put some into it. I mean, I, I fixed up the house nice. I lowered the price. I actually lowered the price to $10,000. And before it sold, though, I was getting lots of bites, you know, um, before it sold, uh, my sister was saying, well, I'm not going to be able to hold this forever. And I was so confident that I was going to sell this because I was putting the energy into it 
that I sent her the rent for the month in advance before I even got there. Wow. And and I so I I sent her the rent and I sent and I also paid my rent for the mobile home for that month. And so in that month that I did that, all of a sudden this lady calls up who's a realtor and says, I have somebody that wants to buy your house and I'll handle everything and we're offering you five thousand dollars more than what you're offering. And so I was able to do it and it was all just putting the energy into it, putting the physical effort into it to make the home look sellable and and having enough faith in my belief that it was going to happen that it actually did. But see, at the same time, you know, you have to, for me, I don't like to do that. I don't like to live in the supernatural, you know. I like so to live in the natural. Can I interject? You, you actually yeah. said that you practiced manifestation. Right, you you did something, and then manifestation came into to being. And I had the right. same thing. It always happens pretty much the same way. If I think a thought and then I take an action, usually I'm manifesting. That I mean, we are constantly manifesting, whether we want to see it or not. Right. Um, and so you're talking about manifesting in some mystical tone, not 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 knocking what you're saying, but yeah, I like taking this non-mystical approach to to manifesting, but the action portion of it is is really true, and thought is an action, so that's why I like tying that in. But so so there's a manifestation right there coming basically from a space that we have very little knowledge of. Okay, guys, mind. How many how many scientists understand the mind? Okay. And so here's a manifestation coming into being in our awareness, and we, it's not us. Something's happening. We're a part of something way bigger. And uh, this ability to tap into the, the, this, you know, creative uh, ability, of, uh, aspect of, of reality, whatever, uh, yada, yada, uh, is so important to remember when you know when you're trying to do something that you, you take an action and then also believing it that you can do it right that's super super important too and I'm finding like all these old you know things that people used to tell me when I was a kid you know uh, you know just come come to, into play with even more power now you know um, just little principles and stuff like that I'll tell you one quick manifestation story and then I'll give up the mic uh, I, so I used to be a Christian a lot, heavyweight, Bible-thumping, living in a Christian home with a family uh, who uh, took me in while I was 18 because, you know, I would live in the foster system. I've been homeless or sleeping outside since I was, like, 18, you know, so, and I'm 41. But I'm, it's never been, like, see, that I, it's all been purposeful. That's, how, that's my approach to it. I, I chose to feel this way. Uh, let's see. The other thing was this manifestation was I was going to work, and I was, I was late for work, and I had a job working at a clothing store, and I didn't have enough money to get on the bus. And I said, oh, God, please let the, the bus driver, you know, like let me on and ride the bus so I can get to work. I don't want to lose my job, God. You know, <laughs> and, and I was like, thank you for letting that happen. And then I said, <laughs> so I started walking. I'm looking at the street ahead of me, and the bus goes by. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. 
right? So I'm thinking, how did I, how did I, that just doesn't work, you know, like, I'm trying to manifest and praying, it's not working, you know, like, how does the bus go by right when I ask for it, you know, to stop? Well, what I did was I turned around, went back home, and then I stopped mid-track and said, no, 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 I can't do that. I believe that this is what will happen if I, if I do a certain action. So I said, thank you, Lord, I believe that you're going to get me a ride to work no matter what. I believe that I'm going to go over here and you're going to provide. So it's already done. I just started getting real excited, physically excited, like thanking God, like smiling and, you know, for the manifestation, right? See? Then I sat at the bus stop for like two minutes, no, no more than really like two, two or three minutes, and my bud drives by in his van and stops, backs up, and asks me if I need a ride anywhere. There Which you I go. I mean, it's a simple manifestation, right? It's nothing as extravagant as getting a piece of material, you know? But still, you know, when you can make circumstances, isn't that what everyone wants anyways? Is the actual circumstance to be controlled? See, everyone's focusing uh, on... Yeah. And, and, and what have. you're saying is the mm-hmm. fact that so many of us have been taught that we shouldn't have successes and we shouldn't have benefits. How many of us have said negative words? How many, I, my friend, I used to tell you the story about my friend. He would say, if the cops heard me talk to myself the way I do, they had arrest me for verbal abuse because of how he talked to himself. We, why can't we talk nice to ourselves and, and have things happen? I say, uh, uh, this rain we've had. I said, oh, I've gone out and done a rain dance because we need rain. We get rain. And, and it's not about me making rain. It's about asking for it. We refuse to ask for things. And therefore, we make ourselves wrong when something comes out. And that's really, Elaine, the power you have and the not owning it is tantamount to throwing it away. Well, I just want to ask Donaldson something. Yeah, go ahead. Donaldson, do you believe God made that happen or did you make it happen? Oh, God did in... When I say that, but that's because yeah, you, I don't I mean, understand so, so you're, the larger so you're believing and you're believing in an outside source doing things for you, not you, right? Well, well, at the time I I was I was doing that, but later on, yeah, at the time, yes, to answer your question. Okay. So this was, you, you know, keep in mind, this was like 21 years ago, 22 years right. ago, right? Before we knew so, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 now I knew I realized, holy moly, like like I manifested, but I thought that my prayer was answered, when in fact, but my prayer was answered through a manifestation. <laughs> because you asked for it, right? Because I asked for it, right? right. And I and I, I got thankful also, and I did envision something outside kind of like assisting me, but it was really all me doing like the work, you see? Like I was really believing 
it was already done. And, That's and so a good point. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm after you. See, most people deny it because of what Orpha is saying. Oh, it's out there. It's out. That's what they want you to get. But it's all out there. It's not you. I'm not getting what Orpha was saying, though. Can can Orpha repeat what she was trying to say? Well, she was quizzing you. I was basically just reiterating what we were talking about before taking on your own responsibility that you create whatever it is that's happening. It's not somebody else doing it. There really is no God out there that's going to save you. Um, There's creators or whatever. We know that because all this is here. But we are the ones that do our own creations. We cause whatever happens in our life. Not God, not Jesus, not you know, the neighbor, not your mom, not your dad, whoever you want to blame it on. Whether it's a good blame or a bad blame, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're giving somebody else the credit, it, it's not in its correct place. Okay, let's just say this then. When I say God, right, I'm referring to an impersonal part of myself. Okay. Right. That, that, but that works. everything, every yeah, everything outside of me, and then all of that power combined, coming into my experience through one manifestation in my awareness. Right. I just, I just wanted to um, clarify, I guess, um, most because most a lot of people that don't know a lot of the things that we're learning now rely on a religious God that's going to save them. So they sit back and wait for God to save them or to get them that job or to heal somebody or whatever it is that they're wanting, they rely on God to do it. And I was just wanting to clarify what God you were t- referring to. Okay. And yourself, that's, that's correct. Well, at the time, it was the Christian oh, God. Yes. And, and yeah, and, and, and most of us have been there. <laughs> Trust me, all of us have been there. I still would not like to discount, and I appreciate what you're saying. Uh, the I don't want to discount um, the beautiful role that all the different religions play. You know, uh, well, in that's waking their up. purpose. That's their purpose is to make everything so wonderful and beautiful that we. We then rely on them to do our work, and we we don't take on that responsibility we're supposed to be taking on, which if you want to say, you know, that's what God intended for us to do is take on our own responsibility, then, you know, I place that in my creator's hands. I know I didn't make myself, but, you know, so there, there is a creator out there, but, you know, if we're... And I believe that all of the parables in the Bible and everything are the lessons that he's told us how to do this. Whereas most people reading the Bible have translated it in such a way that they are looking at it as, okay, this is our God that you know we have to kneel down and bow to and say, oh, holy thou, you know, and you know, you're you're my leader. Now that doesn't mean that you can't take his experiences and learn from them. I'm just saying that he was showing us what we need to do ourselves. 
He was giving us the blueprint, so to speak. And he made, you know, the words are, you know, he made us in our image or in his image. Well, that means that we can do what he does. But most and, people and he, don't look at it that way. <laughs> right. And he also said uh, to the lady that was crawling to touch the hem of his garment and said, lady, you heal yourself. Your faith heals you. And people don't want to believe that. They think it's it's all there. No, doctor, heal thyself. Your faith heals you. This is what he's saying. Your manifestation heals you. It isn't about you being led around by the primnose. It's exactly what Orph is saying. It's great. Yeah, so I, I was just wanting to clarify. Cool. Yeah, I I fully understand where, you know, yeah, all of us were in that religious right. background space. And because of the manipulation, all, all right? Our, uh, pardon? Because of the manipulation of, of what we've kind of yeah. created, this manipulation of, oh, you know, the religions are in control, you know what I'm saying? God is in control, yeah. you know, God's got everything in his hands. That's just conditioning, you know, so. Um, oh, that, and it's part that, it's, Part yeah, of the it's part of the uh, divisive means basically being used to test the ability of humanity. We're actually testing ourselves by doing it. Correct. And if you don't yeah. test yourself constantly, you're never going to know you've moved forward. Right. I put I put a, 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 a go ahead, and then I, I put a link in the chat room if anyone's in there. Go ahead. I think we all have to push ourselves to our limits to find out how how strong we really are. I mean, I know yeah. I've pushed myself to limits that I, under normal circumstances, probably would not have done. But at the time, I needed it, and I needed to be strong, and I found out just exactly how strong I was. And oh, yeah. now I know, for future reference, how far I can really go. Um, you know, we we don't push ourselves enough because we're always waiting for somebody else to do it for us. Thank we're always you. Always waiting for somebody come in and you know shovel my driveway. <laughs> there you go. And starting to see all of your life's experiences as you testing yourself, even the stuff that happened when you were a child, you had no control of. Yep. You see, like, like in a sense, it's not necessarily testing, but all purposeful. I, I, it's such a beautiful, like, coming home. You know, it's hard to explain this. It really is hard to explain how beautiful it feels to realize that all of the things that I thought were tragedies in my life actually were put there by the larger part of myself, right, as manifestations of what I've been already creating. You know, like, okay, I'm just in the mix, and I am just forgot about it, you know? And that's good, because that's how you grow. It's, it's okay. when you get okay. the message, that's when you grow. Well, yeah, I think that's also part the of the, the bliss of experience, uh, Wonder, is, is being coming out of this place of ignorance and going, duh, whoa, yeah. this feels good. 
you know, it's like, woo, top of the world, you know, like, yeah, that feeling, you know, um, that's, that is really, I think, why we've created these scenarios of, where they're apparent tragedy. If that's the truth, guess what's coming? You won't believe the feeling of goodness that's coming. Absolutely, we can because of the fact that we've been creating just that point of issue. That there are still counter creators out there that are getting weaker and weaker is is the issue that we're doing. That's why the Ho'opono, we say it, we didn't say it last week because we really ran out of time and my phones went down, but the point of doing the whole opponent is you've got to forgive yourself first then that energy keeps going out into those ripples and as the ripples go out you're seeing other changes in other people that are creating a better thing you see what we're saying it's all about moving it keeping the movement forward so that more can be learned from more people. None of us are are static. None of us are solo. None of us are uh, free from any of this uh, stuff that's going on. It's going on all around us. That's right. And you know what the beautiful thing is, uh, thank you, is to be able to say, and taking an interest is a natural result of this kind of like remembrance. Taking yeah. an interest in other people actually happens on its own. There's no need to even try. That's, you know, to, to really feel connected to others anymore. I feel totally 100% connected, not even separated at all, you know, like, and there's like, I see there's no real need to connect with people. And when I display that type of wit, right, it gets trampled on because everyone is so dull, you know. But that whole challenge of rising above the dullness and maintaining what is, for me, an experience of truth, right, that's the, that's the testing to see, am I going to hold on to this, this vision and this, this reality, you see, and create? Being in creation, I'm the image of God. Well, see, look at look at what uh, go back to where you started saying that um, you judged you judged someone and judge not lest ye be judged is one of those Bible lines that they use so much and hold against you is the issue of we judge ourselves more critically then anyone else can judge us. And when that happens, you'll find that you are actually uh, the greater um, asset, if that can be a, a useful word, to get where you need to be moving forward. Let me ask you a question, Munder. Yeah. What, in your, in your opinion, is the opposite of judgment? For myself, when I find I have no judgment on something, I see it as a new piece for me to learn 
oh, that's what I needed to see. That's the lesson I needed to get. And sometimes I don't get it. Sometimes I totally miss it. And I get hit upside the head again and again. But then it starts to come through that, oh, that's the lesson. And much of what I've learned has been lessons. And I often say to people what, you get hit with the bat. You get hit with the the um, rock or whatever. And then you get hit with something else. And finally you get hit with the Mack truck because you didn't want to learn the lesson the early time. And that's true. I've gone through that so many. The numbers of Mack trucks that I've run into and been hit by is gargantuan because I couldn't accept what was really being taught to me. Or I was unwilling. Acceptance, basically, is what you're saying. You had to have this acceptance. And that's what I was getting to, is that acceptance is the opposite of of judgment. Allowing is the opposite of judgment. You don't sit in judgment Mm -hmm. if you allow something. You know? Um, Correct. And so... So if, if we want to stop being more judgmental, then we need to work on being more allowing. And what allowing is, is the action of love. So the more allowance we do, the more we're actually putting that vibe of love out there, the real vibe. Not even, not even a facade vibe either. Not even a fake idea ver- version of myself type of love. No, but the actual Correct. Yeah, it has no resemblance to anything. It is. And there is a law of allowance. There's about seven or eight laws. Uh, the law of willingness, the law of allowance, the law of... Um, and, and what's your face that had um, uh, Bashar? It's either Bashar or one of the other ones. That It was all about the laws of nature. And when we can get to actually the laws of nature as they truly are, we have really moved forward in what we can do to be better at what we are doing. Because we're on the right track. We just don't know what track we're on. We don't know what railroad station we're going into. We don't know, oh, my Godfrey, what is this? You know, there's a lot of stuff. Do you know what I found out, you guys? Holy Shatner. There is oh my a God, planet. There is a planet where all the people on it look like leaves. <laughs> I want to go to the leave the planet, and they walk and they talk and they're smart. Well, do you think the people from the other planets think we don't look weird? They think we're the dumbest thing that ever occurred. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they may be right. <laughs> what did you say as, as an exclamation a second ago, Wonder? You said, I say, oh, what you said? Well, about the laws of allowing, you mean? No, it was an exclamation that you made. Like, if I say, holy Shatner, that's, you know, it's like something like that. You said, oh, you, but you used another one. I liked what you said. <laughs> it's oh, like dear. saying, holy sh. 
you know, except I said, you yeah. say Shatner. You just did that with a different word. I'm trying to figure out what you said. And we'll go back to the recording and hear it. Yeah, we'll have to listen to the recording because, see, I say things and I don't always hear what I say because they're coming out from, and I'm not saying they're coming out from someone else. It's just they're coming out. And uh, I just, I don't tape it in my head. I don't have it. <laughs> Should we have a coming out party for you then? Yeah, <laughs> I need to have it come out, Mom. It's got to come out. Oh, no, that's constipation. Sorry, I was under a wrong, wrong roll. <laughs> oh, oh, you'll need a couple of rolls for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> rolls, no coffee. Yeah, you got it. Oh, dear. But, uh, yeah, listen to the videos, I mean, the audio, so that you can uh, can get that, because I apologize. I The words come out. No worries. Um, it was a funny thing. I wasn't, it wasn't anything serious, so it's nothing to actually write home about. But, um, <laughs> hey, this was great. This, I, I say that the progression of this phone call has been really, really good, actually, as far as creating an awareness, a plane of awareness for people to tap into. You know, Good. every call is, every call with you guys is, but thank you for this platform, you know, that you've offered, given me to kind of like, like express these views and actually these experiences. Um, uh, Orpha is, is like, I didn't even, you know, when I first got on the call, know who anyone was and uh you know everybody on this call is fantastic just you know Orpha, you love you and uh elaine and all the family uh my phone is like at one percent but i just you know oh. even there even having d in my you know my experience you know where where he's you know te- it sounds like he's testing me but he's probably just another person you know who's trying to learn you know, and he's got his own set of conditioning, you know. So for me to not be judgmental would really mean a lot of good things. I could uh, I could not get angry, right? I could not mm-hmm. har- har- harbor those feelings and instead produce a feeling of acceptance and, yeah. and, and remain and remain in, 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 in control of where I want to take the conversation, you know, as a creative, you know, um, I think, you know, whatever it is that we're talking about is going to be productive. You know, and it, it's the only way to get there is to kind of not, I think, get blocked by all of those, um, so, you know, things that come up, the ideas. But right now I'm drinking, I'll shift gears a bit here, a Beta Green cold-pressed raw juice. It is um, by a juice shop. It's a place called Juice Shop, and they sell it in glass bottles, and you give the bottle back to a daughter bottle. And this one is t- like a turmeric with parsley, celery, um, I think it has some carrot in it, some apple, very little apple, carrot. But I mean, this thing is, this is really good. It's called Beta Green. And oh, here it is: turmeric, cool. carrot, spinach, parsley, romaine lettuce, and cucumber. Everything organic. It has not been pasteurized. Um, and then it says, consuming unpasteurized products may contain harmful bacteria that can cause serious illness in children. Uh, the elderly, pregnant, and breastfeeding women and persons with disease, illness, weakness, weakened immune system. So the product is manufactured in the facility that produces nuts. Anyway, but it, is that a good combo of stuff? Yeah. The turmeric, 
spinach, parsley, cucumber? Yeah, because that was part of what I had to uh, mix as a um, as a, a drink I took this summer was with the um, and cucumber and several other things that you've just mentioned. So it's it's, it's really good. Yeah, I feel I feel good. Really, really brilliant. Um, last time I did, I was it was a week ago actually. I did this well, every week. I've been since I've well, found out about the juice shop on the call with you guys. I always end up getting a bottle. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, Good for you. Oh, some other yeah, news. Okay, fun. did you know? Okay, go ahead. Oh, well, Russia sent 150,000 troops to Turkey, apparently, according to some reports. Um, yeah. you got, that's a whole other ball of wax up right there. But... Uh, there's so much really stuff going on, you know, um, and, and, you know, who Luke, do you know who Luke Radowski is of We Are Change? Have you seen his videos? Yep. Emily's talked about We Are Change, and she talked about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's pretty brilliant. Uh, I like his energy, um, and uh, he's just on point out there, you know, right now. So pay attention to his videos, man. He's, he's, he's got, like, an ear to the street. You know, um, right now. So go check out his stuff. I'm trying to think, there was a kid. You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, you guys. But, but again, like you know, like if we sit and focus on all that little stuff, that's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, we don't have to hate on ourselves for doing that. When I do it, I go, okay. Now I see how I'm directly viewing it. I'm giving myself all these opportunities, okay, to stay focused. What happens if I? What happens if I? If I? If I? When I move on, right from this form. If I if I don't maintain my my vibe, you know whatever vibe I'm at, I'm gonna merge into a like vibe. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You will take on what they're wanting you to take on. I sure hope they send all the Americans home out of Turkey. What is that? I sure hope if we have any troops over there, they come home in Turkey. No, they want to send more in. No, no, no. Let the Russians go in there and take care of it. They're going to settle this. The Americans need to be kicked out of everything. Amen. Amen. I'm with you, girl. Because they have, they have paid for all this stuff. Took, a, took them seven days to do what we've been doing in seven years. You know, Russia. Amen. And I don't blame them for... You know, sending troops in after they shot their plane down. That plane had women and children on it, mostly. Yep, they were vacationers. Yeah. So, now... And and the thing that was done about it was it was a... Get this. It was a place that the Turks had moved the boundary and never told anybody. Yeah. So, no matter... Who came in would have been over the boundary. That's the evil. That's the true evil. So uh, they did it purposely. And guess who validated them for it? Probably Donald Obama. Trump. Obama did a great oh. job. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old Obama. He's so full of it. How did I say that? But we want to move on. <laughs> my, nick- hey, my nickname for him is Oblabla. 
Oh, blah, blah. Good for you. That's the right way. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's oh, the really Messiah, a- too. I went out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so cutting you off. But did you know there's a guy named Maitreya? Yeah, I've heard that name. Who calls himself, like, the leader, like, a world, like, 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 bringer. I'm just, people really believe this guy is going to bring peace to the world. And yeah. I, I actually, I picked up one of the flyers out here, because they have flyers for a meeting talking about this guy. Like, they want, they're try, there's, like, a group out here actually promoting to try and get everybody in. Color, really beautiful color flyers, you know, to try to get people to come and view information regarding this world leader. That's Is what they're calling Antichrist? Um, I mean, <laughs> seriously, uh, I've heard that there were predictions, right, that, that, the, that uh, the world leader, the Messiah, right, was supposed to re-emerge um, right around the time Russia invades Turkey. Yeah. All yeah. I mean, this, go ahead. It's all a setup. It's no, you know. No, exactly. It's total setup, right? So, like, <laughs> it's hilarious. When we talk about it, we just have to keep that in mind, right? And we'll be, we'll be fine. We realize everything is a setup, and it's like, man, how can we over? How can we? How can we basically take this existence to the next level without, and, and get basically doing and there the way we want to? That's you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's really the that's... focus. Is how are we going to do that and get there how we want to? So are you going to go not, see Maitreya? I was, yeah, I want to go see Maitreya. <laughs> I want to find out what this is. I really do know. It, Hilarious. You know, because last couple of days I've been hearing stuff on the Internet that the Antichrist is going to show up first. So mm-hmm. just go over there and see if you can smell smoke or anything. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah, since and look for mirrors. <laughs> look for who? Look for smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah. I think it's going to be a video presentation put on by the same thing that Dr. Palai does. He has people go out and put on presentations, you know, but he doesn't actually come himself and, mm. unless you pay you know, in a good amount of money. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's, a, he's a guru from India, Dr. Palai of the Palai Center. Oh. And, yeah, he's kind of a very smart guy. He's taught me about, you know, the boson particle mantra, where you yeah. do part, concentrating on particle boson and then create a particle mind and create from that place, really, wow. as you get to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, well, great, totally things are coming, great things are coming out of India. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. And everywhere, you know, so I'm I'm open to learning anything as long as it's good. Right. I've, I think the thing we have to... Go ahead, though. Let's no, hear what you guys say. I've had enough evil. <laughs> That's all I was going to say. If this mm, cat bites me, there's going to be a yowling. Yeah, I have another this, cat up on me now. I was going to say, <laughs> One scratch is one bite. <laughs> but I'm... Uh, be careful, be careful who, the, who you believe in, though, as a, as a world leader, whether it be fee, feline or Maitreya or human, you know. Uh, 
you know, bottom line is I think I think we're all indiv- individually. The truth is we are the saviors. We are the ones that can actually put something into to to manifest, right? Okay, and and yeah. and and so yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been taught that we were the hero, but let's not take it lit so literally that we we try and because we forgot about ourselves really try to put that heroism into some other being, this world leader. I mean, it's totally, you know, it's going to, it's all coming to pass, you guys. All this, this, all this Bible prophecy stuff is all going to, you know, happen. And it's, it's going to be interesting to find out if the people are awake enough uh, to who they, what they've created, you know, to what we've created. Um, When I say the people, I mean, these people. But. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting foible of what uh, to entrapment of entrapment for a lot of people because they don't realize they are being uh, manipulated. And when you're being manipulated, it is all about what is this all about? So it, it's interesting. You've got to look at it and call it what it is. That's the biggest thing I can impart to people. Call it what it is, whether people like it or not. You go, oh, the corporation is stealing more money. Silly people. So that people start hearing it over and over again, then you're going to be able to um, actually create a different flow for some of these people because they really... Uh, it can't be happening, not to me, not to them, but it is. And that's well, it, that's, it, it, it depends on what the definition of is is. That's <laughs> it. Thank you, President <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> you know what? I think the big thing that we've also forgotten is actually that, that came from uh, Go ahead. David Miller, though. <laughs> Well, it did. <laughs> right, it did, yeah. Yeah. Miller is the one that had Clinton say that. Right, but Clinton used it in his case. Right, that's because he told it to. That's right. That's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was, Go ahead. I was trying uh, to be funny, but that's okay. Well, well okay, yeah. like... The re- I think a reason for for mass mass death is because, and I know this is a, this is a crazy way to switch up the topic, right? Think about it, right? Like genocide, mass mass population de- decrease. Uh, okay, pe- certain families, right, want to remain influential on this plane of existence, right, and uh, will do anything to. Um, to see their system of things be the system that everybody comes up in, right? So we're battling with ourselves for which system is going to dominate our awareness, our being, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and that's happening for me when I, when I battle against my conditioned sense of self and start to dislike that kind of thing. Okay, and I start killing off parts of myself inside certain feelings or thoughts, so that I can maintain a certain other one. You see, another another vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And then um, those, so they they get ignored. Certain parts of myself get ignored, and I can look at the world and I can see how that's happening all around. We're literally killing off parts of ourselves to maintain a, a um, 
an illusion idea about something, you know? So that explains, to me, that explains why people with knowledge would want to see depopulation, be, 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 if not only for the reason that they would like to see their families be the, the, you know, the organizers of the system and structure that human beings get brought up in. And so, you know, because whoever, whoever is around, you know, to bring up in, a, in the new system or in, in a new world or a golden age, you know, is going to be the influential one. So any child being born in that, in, you know, is going to be born in a specific grid work framework of energy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, isn't this neat to talk? This is great stuff. I mean, that, God, God is good. When I say that, I just mean, you know, when I open myself up to other things, everything outside of myself, a larger part of myself as, as the greater good, the greater God, the God, basically, the things that I don't understand, I'm going to know more. Just It's a floodgate open of ideas and things that just come out, and you probably never even hear me say the same thing twice. You know? God bless you guys. That's good. Because uh-huh. that's called metamorphosing. That's called growth. That's cool. That's cool. Very, very it's cool. Saying it, saying it to share, share appreciate your consen- uh, consent. I just want to say this to let people know that there are really, um, you know, there's other people out there that are actually going through um, real types of releasing scenarios, you know, and, and it, it's, it's totally easy to, to, to see how the larger part of yourself is others, and we've been forgetting about that, and then if we could just kind of maintain this, this tight energy of unity, um, wow, what a huge difference that would make in our being, you know, um, and what we could accomplish would be pretty awesome, you know, so, you know, um, I guess I'll just, yeah, pause on that. Great point. But we're getting close to that witching hour or bewitching hour, whatever, because time is racing forward, as we say. Mm -hmm. So it's it's either our phones are all going to (laughs) die. Well, I've had two floods this morning. Um, My furnace is clicking off and on. My neighbor just called me to tell me that they lost their keys and they think that somebody tried to steal their cars last night. And so what I keep my eye on their house, and I think I just don't know what to think. (laughs) What are they manifesting? I don't know. You know, come on. You can't be that. Oh, well. Yeah, they can be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> part, of, part of the thing that what we're learning is bringing some of this stuff that people are going through, bringing it out into the open so they get it over with. I'm getting my ass out of this trailer park as fast as I can. (laughs) (laughs) I may go stay in mom's new house for the weekend. Nobody's staying there yet. (laughs) But it's 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 good. You're going good. So much of this is so much fun. I I'm really enjoying it because it is such an opportunity. And they're dirtbag cars, you guys. 
They aren't what? like they're nice cars at all. They're just dirtbag cars. <laughs> dirtbag cars. Well, I mean, and, and anybody that would walk that close to their car at that time of night would have to be, I, I can scope it out. There's one guy that walks through here that I think it might be. But I'm not even going to play detective today, okay? I'm going to play with cleaning up this house. <laughs> Good. And feeling better. And hoping ono, 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 ono to everything. And I am feeling better. Thank you, guys. I really am. This call really helped. Good. Donaldson is such a sweetheart. There we go. <laughs> I'm so Earth glad someone else besides me thinks that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Donaldson. Good job. Man. I mean, there have been times. There's been times I haven't thought that. So, uh, oh, you mean the, the time. when I start barking? <laughs> There's been a couple of times. <laughs> I think you were going through pot withdrawal or something. <laughs> um, you know it what? Was... Is that possible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There well, you seemed go. to be why I was getting mad because I wasn't doing enough of the THC oil, you know, for my cancer. So I upped my dose. It doesn't make me high. It just makes my headache not be there. Oh, so. this is really awesome. I'm going to mention this because I didn't get to mention it last week. I'm really thankful that I have the opportunity to um, drink this really awesome juice. And what is also it? Get, get on the phone with you guys and conversate about these really important, you know, topics. And uh, another thing I'm thankful for, you know, is the use of my arms and legs. Yeah. Okay, and th- that I can feel the blood circulating in my my you know in my body, and I can feel a connection to everything outside of myself. That I just I can never be more grateful for that that uh, that awareness that has been gifted. I think uh, well, I, I can say it's been gifted, but in fact by my parents, right? But it's just sti- it's still coming to like I'm thankful that I'm coming into my own you know awareness. Fruit There you go. Yeah, you're turning into a fruit. <laughs> a good fruit. <laughs> there he is. The whistler's back. <laughs> I spent uh, an hour and a half in Chinatown uh, this morning, probably, and uh, maybe half an hour, I don't know. I, I just spent some time in Chinatown, so it influences my whistling. You know? Um, and- you whistle when you're in Chinatown? I do. Sometimes I put a, That's yeah, I stand out there and I'll whistle. whistle. What I do is I hold a stick, right, that has no holes in it, and it's like maybe a, like a, the end of a, a plunger or something, you know, and I put my one foot on a bucket, you know, and then I'm... I'm just like playing like I'm on a flute and then asking the audience how it sounds and they all laugh because they know it's not a flute and I'm... It's ridiculously funny, but... Uh, oh, like I used my to do... rubber tube. I have a rubber tube yeah. that I talk to the dogs through, and they go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this, there's this other idea, right? Because uh, I used to do street performance and um, doing beatbox on the street, right? Just making sounds with my mouth and stuff, drum sounds. 
But I, when I got awake in 2010, the idea sprouted to have a to create what's a, a love bug. To prove that I have caught a love a love bug, what I would do uh, would be to I would get a, like a ball, right, a foam ball, put you know, glue some fur on it, right, then put it in a box, right, and then you know, nice and glitter glittery, you know, and then and attach a remote control uh, motor to the inside of the bottom of the box and have a little flap would that would cause the box to move every time I push the button, you know, on the remote. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And then I'll take that to the street and be like, yep, I caught a love bug and put a hole in the top where people can actually reach in and, and, and feel it. And they'd have to trust, <laughs> you see? They would have to trust. And that's going to be the loving part. You have to just allow, you know? Uh, so it's good for kids, but that's uh, cool. Just yeah. Also, maybe just a little idea for making some some loot if I ever have nothing else to do. You know. You're a genius. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> well, I guess you must be too then. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Not until I put my jeans on. <laughs> No, everybody on this call is a genius, especially the quiet ones. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all for being here for me today. I really appreciate it. I think I'll live for another week now. I was beginning to wonder. <laughs> I was good, even good. considering going to an emergency room tomorrow if it wasn't better, but I figure I'd get sicker doing that than if I just stay home. <laughs> what happened? I've just been sick. And you know what? I read on the internet last night that made a lot of sense. I should be washing my pillowcases. You know, I'm washing my bedding more often. You can wash your pillowcases every day. True. That that flu stuff kind of stays in your... your I'm back. Were you gone? Yeah, I got dropped. But so that means my battery's shot. So um it's time for us to start saying a Jew. Okay. Okay. Let me say but this before you go it. then. You guys okay. uh go go look up this book, Impersonal Life. Okay? It's called The Impersonal Life. Um that I put the PDF link into the chat board. And that's this is a really nice book. You'll really really get the understanding of how the you know the the larger part of yourself it c- could be the outside world. Now, thanks for the opportunity again, Wonder, and uh, what a great show. So go after you. Thanks for being part of it because every one of you makes the show. It is not a my show. It is our show, and that's the whole value that we give each other. So let's do a ho ho pono. Orpha, are you still on? Can you do the ho-ho-pono with us, hon? I can. Yeah, you had a good point. Oh, great. Go ahead, hon, because my my machine's going to go crazy on me. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, just repeat after me. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. Please, Please forgive, forgive me. me. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
please forgive me. Please, please forgive me. Forgive me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I, I love, love you. you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Please forgive me. Please, Please forgive, forgive me. me. Boy, you stirred that all around. For all those What's of you like? who want to mix it up. I love it. It does work. Thank you. Oh, let's do my hugs. I got to hear those kids. Oh, oh yeah. Here, you want to do the hugs? A, yeah. <laughs> we're, going into, we're going into this month called December. And with December, we all get this, uh, oh, I've got to buy presents. I've got to do this. It's all a pagan ceremony. Everything about Christmas is a pagan ceremony. So it's important that we start recognizing that it is a pagan ceremony because of the history of what goes on around us. The shepherds were never with their flocks in the winter. They kept them corralled. The the cold of the fall is when you'll have the shepherds around. So it's important that we look at what really is the time of Christmas. It was in the fall. Easter is a pagan ceremony. It is a fertility thing. And with all that the, they've done with the um, Planned Parenthood is to make certain we aren't fertile, that we aren't producing children, and we are way down in our population. So it's important that we give out the love to those that do procreate and do give birth to children and may they be free from the corporation's fingers and tentacles that hold them in the the corporation Houdini. So let us all put our arms out. And look Can at I just Christmas. say something real quick, though? Yeah. I still think that that is going outside of ourselves and letting them determine what is... Um, what we're, you know, allowing them to do to us. Let's recreate our own versions of what we think Christmas means to us. Why do we have to go with their version? Why can't I just Excellent. enjoy the lights? Why can't I just enjoy being Excellent. with family and friends? You know, why do I have to look at it as a harvesting pagan ceremony? I don't choose to look at it that way. It makes me feel very bad, and I'm not going to go there, so... I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to create for me what I want to believe that it, you know, is for me. And that's what Excellent. I'm going to create. Yep. Excellent. Anyway. And may everybody have their idea of what they feel is a Christmas. I brought it up and I'm so glad you bringing that point out uh also because sometimes I forget to say that and you've said it beautifully. So that's why this is a program of us. We work together. This universe is about us working together. This universe that we're all in and all the people that we don't even know, may we give you love, honor, and respect, and may you give back to anybody else you wish to do it. There's no command. There's no push. There's only love for each and every one of you. And the next vibration that Orpha brought up 
is the joy and the creativity and the energies that we can give to each other. So let's move it on. Let's put those arms out. Let's gather up the world. Let's gather up the people we know, we don't know, and we want to know. So let's have a great big hug. A one, a two, a three. Excellent, everybody. Did those little kids do that? <laughs> Thank you. One of them did. This. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.